Let's go, it said. That's right, we are live and ready for the next two hours. We're going to be streaming here on YouTube, having a lot of fun. So please stick around. We're going to be answering your questions first up. We're also going to get into some Bible trivia with you and some live Amigo conversations, which I am definitely looking forward to. It's lots of fun seeing who we get to meet on the virtual streets of Amigo. Now, I'm also going to give you credit to the person who got here first. The keyword from our TikTok live that we just had was the keyword Bible. Let me just give credit to who typed that in first. Now, there's been so many comments in that I'm not sure if I've got the first one because it, it has not showing me all the messages. But on my screen, at least, Septronic got in, Zeke, Nastasen, I do stuff, Roman and Benny got in first on my screen. Hopefully they were the first ones in. Well done. The rest of you guys, you were very quick as well. But let's get the team that is here. You can see them on the sidebar. Let's get them with a big, a lot of enthusiasm to say hi to you guys. And so it's a hi from Ryan. Hello from Paul. Hey from Abraham. Hello from Noah. Uh, from Isaac. And a hello from Angel. So hi from Hudson, who's in training. Hi from Carissa. And hi from Harmony and Beck, who are also doing training. Wow, an awesome team we have here. And what these other people are going to be doing, they're going to be getting onto the virtual streets of Amigle as well to share the good news of the gospel, which is really exciting. Let's just pray to begin, and then we'll get into your questions. Heavenly Father, may you be glorified through today's stream. May people hear your good news. May people's questions be answered. And may people come to know your truth and love you more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, great to have all you here today. If you're new and you're not sure how to type your question in the chat, you've got one, please hit the subscribe button. That will enable the chat so you can type your question in there. Let's get straight into your questions. And just a heads up, with the YouTube questions, you only need to put it in there once. You don't need to put it there 15 times. Once is enough. Uh, I'm going to go in order of the questions, in the order that they came in. Sound like a plan? Let's do that. Here we go. Okay, first one that came in from uh, Hit, who's asked this. Why do demons or ghosts show themselves more than angels? <laughs> Interesting question. Do they, though? When people say they've saw a ghost or a demon, have they? I think a lot of the times people watch scary movies, and then they get a bit scared, and they think, oh, that shadow must be a ghost or a demon, when it could just be their own mind scaring them a whole lot. So I wouldn't put trust in people who've seen ghosts. Because when somebody dies, they don't haunt a house. They go to heaven or hell. And demons are not in the physical realm, they're in the spiritual realm. So you're not going to see them. Now, there are certain times when angels took physical form, but don't expect to see an angel either. It was only in very rare specific times that angels take a physical form. And when they did, they took the form of a human man. This one from Pro. How do we be close to God and to Jesus Christ? Because I don't want to be distanced to them. I'm glad you don't. We want to be close to God, 100%. How do we get close to God? How do you grow in your faith? Bible says faith comes by hearing. And so therefore, your faith is going to be grown also by hearing. Hearing what? 
hearing the word, hearing God's truth. So a way of doing that is by reading or listening to the Bible. That's a good way of growing your faith. So every day, set it as a daily habit. No Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed. Another way would be listening into a stream like this can help you grow closer to God as you learn more about him, as you are encouraged in your faith. So we stream every day. So maybe make, make this part of your schedule. That could be an encouraging thing for you. Um, also, finding good Christian friends could be useful to have good godly fellowship and also joining a local church too. That's godly and biblical. This one from Owen. He says, I'm a Lutheran. How is that different from Christianity? Well, it's simply a specific denomination of Christianity. right? So it's not that um, it's different to Christianity. It could just be a specific denomination within it. Um, that's what like the difference is, like Presbyterian, Baptist, Lutheran, Anglican, all those sort of ones. They're just denominations within the umbrella of Christianity. What matters, Owen, though, is not what church you go to, not what label you apply for yourself, but whether you trust in Jesus to pay for your sins as the only reason you'll go to heaven. That's what determines whether you go to heaven or to hell. Megan's got the next question. Do you believe in pre- or post-trib rapture? Well, when we look at the Bible, we don't really see any instance in the Bible where it talks about how Christians are going to be spared from hard times. We as Christians go through the hard times now, but our comfort is that we get to go to heaven when we die. The Lord will take us. He's not appointed us for wrath. That means hell. We don't have to go to hell. We get to go to heaven when we die. But the concept of a rapture being caught up in the air is only mentioned once in Scripture, the catching up in the air. And that's in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 17. It says, when Jesus returns at the second coming, then those who are still alive, who are believers, will be caught up to meet Jesus in the clouds. So when does that happen then? Well, according to the, the Apostle Paul, it would happen then, obviously, after the tribulation, because it happens at the second coming of Christ. This one from Sheila. As Christians, do we have to fast? No, there's no requirement anywhere in the entire New Testament that you must fast on certain days of the year. Not even for Lent. Lent's not even a, a, a thing that's mentioned in the Bible. Um, you, can, you can eat meat on Fridays. There's no such thing as that you can't eat meat on Fridays. That was the tradition instead that people had established in the Middle Ages, but not a biblical thing. Now, Christians can choose to fast, though, and it can be for good purpose, but it's not a requirement. That's my point. Why would someone choose to fast, like choose not to eat food food for a time so they could devote themselves to prayer? Instead of preparing or eating food, they really want to pray for something at a time, they could choose to not eat so they can pray. So it's up to the person, but not as a requirement. This one from Trace, who's asked this, could you please explain cavemen? Cavemen. People may have lived in caves. People still live in caves today. That doesn't make them less human just because they live in a cave compared to a house. I don't think there is evidence of subhuman humans or Neanderthals or anything like that. Instead, God made human beings in his image, not from monkeys, but from the dust of the earth is what he made Adam from. This one from Sep, who's asked, any tips for people who are unsure about Christianity? Sure. We can know truth from history. 
we can know, therefore, about Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, or Genghis Khan, any other event from history from historical documents. And we can know then about Jesus Christ purely from history. Ancient historians who study first century literature recognize Jesus as a real person. He really did get put to death on the cross by Pontius Pilate. And they come to acknowledge as well that the tomb is found empty on the third day. That Christianity rapidly spread because all these people have now seen him alive from the dead. And we've got many of those eyewitness accounts to this day. And if, therefore, from history alone, we can know Jesus is true, that he did the things that he said he would do, and therefore you can place your trust in him. Unlike Muhammad, who lived, died, and stayed dead. Buddha, Krishna, and anyone else who stayed dead. There's many religions, but there's only one empty tomb. Plus, only in Christianity do you have the certainty of heaven. All the other religions, they say it's based on doing more good deeds than bad deeds, which isn't justice in the first place, because doing good doesn't fix bad, does it? What makes a, a whole lot more sense is if God's justice gets satisfied either by us in hell paying for our own sins or, or by a perfect person bearing our punishment in our place, Jesus Christ. And so that's why we should trust in him. Next question from La Flame. How do I get back to God after I've fallen into homosexuality? Well, recognize that that's a sin, that you've, you've broken God's law by doing any sort of sexual sins. Recognize that Jesus died on the cross for that sin and that you're forgiven because he died for you if you're trusting in him. And therefore, now, strive to avoid sin because you love the Savior who died for you. Wouldn't you be grateful to a fireman who saved your life from a burning building? And so wouldn't you be grateful to Jesus for saving you from a burning hell? And therefore, wouldn't that make you want to live for him and try and avoid the things that he doesn't like? Yeah, it would. This one from SGTV. Could you please explain the firmament and does it contradict other planets? The word firmament is only in the King James translation of the Bible, and it's an old-fashioned term that modern translations have helpfully translated as expanse, that God separated the waters above from the waters below. And in the, mid, the area in the middle, so the water above is the clouds. You see this cloud, this water in the sky. The waters below is the sea. The area in the middle is an expanse called the sky. So that's not talking about a flat earth. It's not talking about a dome or anything like that. So don't let people twist scripture to make it say the earth is flat when it doesn't say anything like that at all. This one from Jonathan. How do I know I believe that Jesus died for me and rose from the dead? How do I know I believe that? Well, Jonathan, do you believe it? Do you believe that he actually took the punishment for your sin? Now, a good way to test if you do is ask yourself how sure you are that you're going to heaven. Like, honestly, honestly, how sure are you that you're going to heaven? If you're anything under 100%, you must think that Jesus didn't really pay for 100% of your sins. And so remind yourself, Jesus died for 100% of my sins, leaving me with zero punishment. And if you believe that, you will then be 100% sure you're going to heaven, because it's not based on your performance, but based on Jesus. But if you do believe that, you're not going to want to go and live like the devil. You're going to want to live the way God wants you to. Not perfectly, but you're going to want to at least seek to live better. And God will be slowly sanctifying you. That is growing you in holiness. 
This one from Laura. Could you please explain where we go when we die? Immediately when you die, your body may go in the ground, but your soul doesn't go in the ground. Your soul goes either to heaven or to hell. 2 Corinthians 5.8, Paul says, absent with the body at home with the Lord. Absent from your body at home with the Lord. That's why Paul even said, I'd much rather depart from this earth and be with Christ, for that is far better. Unbelievers, they go immediately, their soul goes immediately to a place of punishment. 2 Peter 2.9 says that, that God is keeping the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment, where they'll then receive the eternal punishment. Once Jesus comes back, that's when you'll be coming back with Jesus. If you're a believer, you'll then be given a new body. Judgment day happens, you go to heaven forever, which is a new earth from that point on. Unbelievers, on the other hand, they get resurrected physically on when Jesus returns as well, or Judgment Day, and they get thrown then into the lake of fire physically for all eternity. Next question from user. How can I be happy in heaven if a loved one died as a non-Christian? Because what you're looking forward to most in heaven is not that you get to hang out with your bro or your grandma, but that you get to be with God. Heaven is all about God. That's his dwelling place. And that's what we most long for, to be with the God who we love and treasure. And you're going to see things from God's perspective once you're there. And that's why there's not going to be any crying, no more pain, no more suffering. You won't be sad there because you'll see things from God's perspective. That those who rejected Christ or did not trust in Christ, if they, they would have gone to hell and therefore they're getting what they deserve. God's not being unjust in punishing them. He's being completely just. And you'll praise God even for that. But it'll make you praise God even for his mercy shown to you, that you should be in that same place of suffering, but God saved you from it. And so that's why forever in heaven, we're going to be saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. We're going to be giving him much glory and being in complete joy, doing whatever God has in store for us there in heaven. This one from Isaiah. Will everyone get a chance to be saved at least once in their life? No, because salvation is not something that we deserve. People might say it's unfair. It would be only unfair if you deserved to have salvation, if you deserved to even hear of the way of salvation. But someone who says that doesn't really understand the gospel because the gospel is not that Jesus had to die for you. He had to. No, he chose to. He didn't have to. He could have sent you to, he could have sent you to hell the first time you did your first sin. But in his kindness, he's choosing to give the gift of salvation to those whom will hear it and believe it. And God can give his gifts to whoever he wants to give his gifts to. Just like if I had a gift of, say, a ukulele, and I was to gift it to any of you. If someone, if I gave it to, let's say, Hudson or something like that, or gave it to one of you guys, and I didn't give it to you, you couldn't complain because it's a gift. No one deserves it. I didn't have to give it to anyone, but I chose to. And that's like God's gift of salvation. But you know what, Isaiah? Because there's no other way to be saved but by hearing and believing, that's what motivates us to go and share the good news with the world, which is what we're doing. We're going to be doing on Omegle shortly. This one from Jonathan, why is sex before marriage a sin? 
because God is the one who made sex as an intimate thing between a husband and a wife. Therefore, to have it outside that bounds is abusing it. If you were to spend a lot of time woodworking to make a beautiful chair, to sit in your, to have it seated in your lounge suite or in your lounge room by the fireplace, right? And you like sitting on it. Maybe it's a rocking chair you've made. But a friend comes along, a visitor to your house, and says, oh, oh, nice chair. Let me cut that up and use it for firewood. You'd be like, no way. You don't, don't you dare do that because that's abusing the purpose of the chair. It's not for firewood. It's for sitting on. And so it's abusing sex to have it outside of marriage. It's designed as that most intimate act between a husband and a wife. This one from Eunice, can I wear crystals? Crystals are just rocks, right? But if you think they have some, some sort of spiritual value to them, where sometimes people do, they think they, they, they like crystals, they, it's a new age thing, then don't, don't have them. Because you're going to find it a snare and going to make you want to um, commit a bit of idolatry with that, which wouldn't be good. But if you don't think that, if you just realize that's a rock, there's no spiritual value in it, then I guess it can be okay to have then a rock or a crystal somewhere in your room, but not if you think it has any sort of spiritual value. This one from Zeke. Um, what happens to those you haven't heard the word? I think we did answer that one before. Um, so I'll mark that one done. This one from Carla. My friend wants to come to Christianity, but he says he doesn't want to change his life drastically and doesn't want his life to have certain limitations. What should you tell? What would you tell him? What I would tell him is this. Whose universe are you in? Friend, if you're not in your own universe, because you didn't make this place, you need to listen to the rules of the one who did make the universe. It's like someone who says, look, I want to go to that school over there, but I don't want to keep the rules. I don't want to have to wear the uniform. I don't want to have to go to class. I don't want to have to obey the teachers. I want to do what I want. They're not going to last there at that school, are they? And that's the same thing. If we're in somebody else's universe, God's universe, not our own, it makes sense we comply with his rules. And so you can say to your friend, hey, look, if you don't want to, if you want to say, no, I don't want, I don't want to obey God's rules, basically you're saying, I don't want Jesus. Because if you do trust that Jesus died for your sin, it naturally leads you to want to live differently. Not that keeping the rules gets you to heaven, not saying that at all. But it will be a result. You'll love the one who died for you. You'll love God now, not hate him. And so therefore, to show to him, what does it profit you if you gain the entire world, do whatever you want, and lose your very soul? Is it worth having a cup of pleasure in exchange for an ocean of pain? It's not, is it? And so hopefully that encourages him to come to Christ now and realize God's way is better. The school rules are there for the good of the students and the teachers, not to make life miserable, but so that schooling can actually happen well at that school. And so God's rules are good, and it helps life go better for you and for other people. This one from Ricardo. Why can God just stop? Why can't God just stop the enemy from tempting me? He could, but then. You wouldn't grow through it. It's like this. 
if you're playing a video game and you got rid of all the the enemy team, you got rid of the enemy team, the enemy monsters, whatever it is you're playing, then it's a boring game. There's no enemy, there's no task, no object objective, no opposition. You're not going to want to play it because it's boring. You're not getting your skills tested in any way. And so God allows the devil to be there, that he might even tempt so that we may say no to you, Satan, and say yes to God, so that you might grow spiritually. And God is glorified through that. This one from Aaron, who's asked this, Hey, I was reading my Bible in Matthew 17, and I noticed verse 21 is missing. I'm wondering why. This is why. Chapter numbers and verse numbers are not original to the Bible. They were not originally in the Bible. They were added in for simply reference purposes. They're helpful. It's helpful to know John 3.16 is for God to love the world. If you didn't have chapter numbers or verse numbers, I'd have to tell you, well, 17 sentences in or something like that, it says this. And so, thankfully, in the Middle Ages, some people added chapter numbers and verse numbers. But the person who added in those verse numbers had a manuscript that had a couple extra words or sentences and so therefore he created a verse 21 which for something which we now realize shouldn't have been there and that's why hopefully our modern translations do not have anything for verse 21 in matthew 17 because it wasn't there in the original bible so it's just basically not that anything's been taken out it's just that the person who put the verse numbers in Kind of made a mistake in adding in an extra verse which wasn't there shows the reliability of the bible because you can go back to manuscripts in the original languages to see what it says this one from ignore how do i put god first when you wake up instead of just thinking what do i want to do today which is what we often think we should wake up thinking what would god want me to do today and then you think that in every action how would God want me to, interact, me to interact in this scenario? How would he want me to use my time? Would he want me to waste my day just on video games? No, he wouldn't. Would he want me to waste my time on things that don't have no eternal significance? No. And so you try and put God first by reading your Bible every day, by seeking to share his gospel, grow in your faith, uh, in different ways that he um, has called us to do that. This one from Ignore, if God loves us, why did he make hell as a place of punishment? What's the whole reason why the government creates jails? To punish the wrongdoers, to get so they get what they deserve for their crimes. It would be crazy if there's no jails and no punishment for crime. People would do whatever they want. It would be complete anarchy, wouldn't it? So jails are a good thing to punish criminals. And so hell is a good thing. It's a place of punishment, God's jail that he's created for anyone who breaks his law, who doesn't trust in Christ. Now, some people say, but I thought it was made for Satan and his demons. Yeah, originally, but humans go there too. So humans will go there as a place of punishment, just like the demons will go there too. Kwan has asked, hey, Ryan, Senor, Senor Ryan, how can I overcome burnout yeah good question what i would suggest is when you feel overwhelmed it's good to try and take a step back and do an assessment on if you're feeling stressed and stuff that's usually what happens feel people feel stressed like i've got so many things on my plate take a step back 
even if it's just for a few minutes, if you've got a few minutes, to plan, okay, I've got a lot of things to do. How can I schedule my time? Write them down. I find a lot of times people feel stressed or burnt out even because they have got all this stuff in their head that they know they ought to be doing, but they haven't written it down. And they're like, oh, no, I might forget I might forget some of these things I need to do. But as soon as you write it down and then pray about it, say, God, I commit these tasks to you. Give me your strength. The anxiety goes away because God gives you his peace, which surpasses all understanding, says in Philippians 4. And then you 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 have more mental capacity to then be able to do what tasks you need to do because you're not having to remember all the stuff that you had to do. And you just find you're having more of a peace and less anxiety and stress. So that would be a suggestion. Next one from Isaiah. Will we be able to do things that we love to do in heaven, like sports, music, and things like that? We're not exactly sure exactly all the activities we're going to be doing in heaven. We'll wait to get there to find out. And so will there be sports? Potentially. You'll have a physical body, so there may be sports there. Will there be music? I'd say it's very likely because that will be even another way that we can praise God. In heaven, you won't miss out on anything. You might think, oh, look, this Xbox is the best thing ever. Well, it's like this. When you were when you were five years old, you might have loved toy cars. You thought that was the best thing ever or a Barbie or something like that. Now you realize, nah, a bit boring. Right. When you got older, you now find things much more exciting and incredible. And so when we get to heaven, we're going to see things even far more incredible than anything that we might love here. So just wait for it. Be patient. God's got epic things in store for us. This one from Clarence. How can I truly tell if I've repented? Because I feel like whenever I repent, it's empty and not meaningful. I want to mean it, but I somehow can't. Okay, let me define what repentance is. Repentance is not praying and asking forgiveness. It's not anything to do with prayer at all. Repenting is a change of mind, a change of mind that results in a change of action. So it's when you go from unbelief to belief in Jesus. Never in the Bible does it ever defined as praying. Now, praying is good. It's good to say sorry when we sin. But don't think that your sins are forgiven because you've said sorry or uh, asked for forgiveness. Know that your sins are forgiven from the moment you believe that Jesus died for your sin. Past and future sins. Your forgiveness is not dependent upon future asking for forgiveness. Your forgiveness is dependent upon the finished work of Jesus and whether you believe that. Now, it's still good to say sorry to God, as I said, but that plays no part in saving you or keeping you saved even. Uh, Jay's asked this, when Jesus died on the cross, he took all the sins in the world. Did God hate him because he had all that sin in him? It said it was it pleased the Father to crush his own son. And so Jesus was experiencing complete alienation from the Father because he was bearing the wrath we deserved. But yet, still you'd say he loved his son, but he was pouring out his anger upon him because he was the lamb dying in our place. This one from Zero Mission. If Jesus took the punishment for all of our sins, do we still have to ask for forgiveness? Not to go to heaven, no. It's the same reason why you don't have to go to a priest. 
those people who say, I've got to go to the priest to get my sins forgiven from the priest, do some Hail Marys and things like that, they're actually trusting in, they're actually thinking that they don't have forgiveness already. They're trusting in their confession to the priest as a way of getting forgiveness and therefore not trusting in Christ, that he's already paid for all their sin, past and future. And that would be the same thing. It's good for us to ask forgiveness to God. It's good to confess our sins to him, but not because we think that's going to get us forgiveness and make us right before God, but because we are already right before God and have his forgiveness. And that is why we do it. So when we pray, I recommend it's like this. Say, God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm sorry I sinned in this way. Thank you that Jesus has already taken that punishment, that I'm still certain of my place in heaven because of Christ. Help me now to resist that sin better next time. This one from Noah. Sometimes when I tell other believers that Jesus is the only reason we're going to heaven and not our works, they say that I'm justifying living in sin and I'm not born again. What do you say to that? You can say this. Works are important. Obedience is important, 100%. Just not to get to heaven. So we're not downplaying good works. We see the importance of good works in living holy, just not to get to heaven. We put it in the right place. And what is the right place? We do it as a result of having salvation, but not the way to gain it. In fact, you'll notice people who think that they go to heaven by being good people, like being obedient and doing the right thing, they're usually the very ones who will be living in a, in sin in a lot of ways because they've they're basically their reason for why they think they're going to heaven is because of themselves and so they think well i've done some good deeds recently i can do some sins now but for us as christians who realize it's based on jesus that gives us a motivation to obey not as a i'm afraid of hell but as a i love my savior why would i want to go and sin more against him and so you can give the fireman example that we often give, and that will be probably helpful. Now, you mentioned other believers that see this. Well, if they think it's their works, they're not even believers at all. And so I'd probably go and explain the gospel to them. Our last is asked, are there some good scriptures to read when you feel doubt in your faith? Depends what part you're doubting, but maybe if you want to go read through Romans 8 verses... 28 to 39, Romans 8, 28 to 39. Uh, really, really comforting and encouraging scripture there. Uh, just a couple more questions. We're going to do some Bible trivia in a second. Min's asked this, things happening in the world right now, is that proof that Jesus is coming back soon? Or is that not proof that Jesus is going to come back soon? Things going on in the world today is not proof that Jesus is coming back today. Or tomorrow. He could come back today or tomorrow, but Jesus says he's going to come back like a thief in the night. When a thief comes to rob somebody's house, he doesn't give them a head, heads up. He doesn't send them a letter or a text saying, tonight's the night. No, he comes unexpectedly when everyone's fast asleep, when they don't know. That is when a thief comes. And Jesus says he'll come like that. So signs have things happening in the world is not a sign that he's going to come back this week, and then you can make a prediction. No, no one can make any predictions. He'll come back when he wants to come back. But Jesus himself said the kingdom does not come with signs to be observed. And he says when you see wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes in various places, he says the end is not yet. So it's not saying when you see wars, the end is coming. He says that when you see that the end is not yet. 
So Jesus could, could come back perhaps today. Get ready for it. He could come back perhaps today. Or he could come back in 100,000 years if he wants to. Either way, be patient to stick with Jesus, whether he comes back in your lifetime or whether he doesn't. And one more from Austin. Is it a sin to love some of the things in the world, like music, hanging out with friends, especially if it doesn't make a sin? The answer is no, it's not a sinful to like music. Just make sure the music that you're listening to is not sinful, bad lyrics, all those sort of things. Is it wrong to hang out with friends? No, just make sure that they're not tempting you to sin. And don't put those things above God. So music can be a wholesome thing. Hanging out with friends can be a wholesome thing. But if you're putting those things above your Bible reading, above things that you know you ought to be doing for the Lord, then it would turn into a sin. All right, friends, good questions. We can answer more later on, but we are going to get into some trivia and ask you guys some questions about the Bible. Oh, God. Are you ready? Are you ready, friends? Answer these questions in the YouTube chat. See how well you go. And then we're going to get into these Amigo chats together. Okay. All right. Now, what was the name of the man who was the first Christian to be killed for his faith. His name starts with S, and he got stoned to death in the book of Acts. Harmony. Harmony. Stephen. Stephen, well done, Harmony. You got that right. Stephen was the first Christian martyr. Now, when Stephen was being stoned... His garments, or the those who were stoning Stephen, they were laying their garments down at the feet of a young man named, and he later became an apostle. What was his name? Hudson? Hudson? Or was it Saul? Saul! Well done, Saul, who his Greek name is Paul. You might remember him as the apostle Paul. He actually hated Christians, hated Jesus before God radically saved him. Okay, next question. Moses climbed up Mount Sinai and he came down from Mount Sinai carrying something. What did he receive from God and he brought down from that mountain? Abraham. Um, the commandments. Yes, the Ten Commandments. And what were they written on? Beck. First tablet. Stone. <laughs> <laughs> written on stone, yeah. Were you trying to make a joke, a meme? Maybe. A what, is that? what is that meme, Carissa? Do you remember it? Um, Moses was the first one downloading... Something from the cloud. Yeah, is it the first person to download data from the yes, cloud? Yes, Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yes, well done. The Ten Commandments. You guys are getting this right in the chat. Good to see. Good to see indeed. Anyone know what the fifth commandment is? The fifth commandment. 
Hudson. Your father and mother. Honor your father and mother. Nice work. Good job. Getting it well. Okay. All right. Next question. What book comes directly after the book of Acts? Let's go to Beck. Romans. Yeah. And how many chapters are in the book of Romans? How many? 16. You would be correct. You would be correct. Now, Jesus says that there's no need for us to be anxious about anything. Uh, he says, don't be anxious about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, because what kind of people worry about those things? Abraham. The Gentiles. Nice work. Yeah, so he's basically saying, look, unbelievers are so concerned about what am I going to eat tomorrow? What am I going to wear tomorrow? He's like, don't be anxious. God will give you. He'll make sure you get enough food and clothing to be able to survive. And instead, he calls us to seek first something. What, does, what are we called to seek first? Carissa. The kingdom of heaven. Yes, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you anyway. Nice. Okay. You guys are doing well with all these questions. And about how long did it take Noah to build the ark? And it's okay if you want to guess this. Just guess. If you don't know it, just guess it. Hudson. Was it 100 years? Yeah. 100 years to build the ark. That's a long time, isn't it? <laughs> it's not like overnight he builds his like, football stadium-sized ark. It took 100 years for him to build it. He had like, three decks. And the people would be mocking him, saying, what are you doing building this big ark in the middle of nowhere, not even near the sea? <laughs> But I guess you'd say Noah had the last laugh. And in which book of the Bible do you think you will find the, the account of Noah's Ark? Which book of the Bible will you find the account of Noah's Ark? Noah. Genesis. Hey, I'm glad you answered that, Noah. <laughs> Are you guys getting it well? So good. So good to see. All right. Well, it's time, I think, to get into some Amigo Chats. You guys ready? Let's do it. Okay. Let's open up Amigo. Here we are. Good to see you. Awesome team. And awesome that I got to train Julia earlier on. So exciting. I did well having our first Amigo conversations too. God is good. God is good all the time. Heavenly Father, I do pray that uh, for these Amigo chats we have right now, may you be glorified. May people hear the good news and be saved, if that be your sovereign will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, now we don't have any butterflies on the screen, but we have lions or, I don't know what they are, tigers or wolves. 
Let's go. Yo. Look who it is, oh, man. Oh, what's up, man? Hey, man. I remember chatting to you ages back. Hey, bro. Guess what? You want to know something crazy? What's crazy, man? Well, the fact I'm talking to you right now. But I was at work, right? Okay. Yeah. I was just I was just at work. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But just give me a second. All right. Let me. Just makes me like kind of like smile, think about it. But like, okay. So the lady who runs the place, right? Who like is ahead of everybody, right? She said, come here, Gavin. I want to show you something. And then I was like, show me what? Like, I didn't say that. But I was just like, all right. She pulls out her phone, right? And then she shows me a video of me and you. And then I was just like, dang, am I getting fired? <laughs> but she was like, nah. Because it was like a liberal company. But I quit that job now. Because I got to finish my school. <laughs> Plus, not, not go to like church and stuff. So, Wow, man. That's awesome. That's so good. And I was, that was such an awesome conversation that we had two months ago, man. <laughs> I was happy. Yeah. Some I, people said I knew nothing about Islam, but like, bro, I think I know more about Islam than exactly. Christianity. Yeah, yeah, I knew. I, I think you did. You knew a lot about it. <laughs> yeah. So how are you been going in like, your faith now, man? You you you're trusting in Jesus? Yeah, but I'm, now I'm like really confused on denominations. Okay, fair enough. At least you you know it's Christianity. It's <laughs> not sure what denomination. Yeah, what's your confusion about denominations, would you say? Well, I've been looking into, like, Eastern things. I've kind of set aside Catholicism, though. Right. Yeah. But I, I'm open to the Orthodox Church. But okay. I'm just attending a non-denominational because it's way closer to my house. And <laughs> since, you know, I'm just a broke high school student, I just, I'm, I'll, I'll opt out with one that's close to me. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So that, that's fair enough. And the reason why... I would recommend probably stick with the non-denominational one. It's just because under orthodoxy, do you know what they teach is the way to go to heaven? Oh, I know you try to become more like God. Yeah, they do Something think you can about. become like a little God, basically. That's true. But I wasn't meaning like that. What I was meaning is like, do you remember what they teach is like, what do you have to do to go to heaven? Probably good works. Yeah. <laughs> They literally think yeah. it's good. They think it's baptism, confession to the priest, uh, taking the Eucharist, which is very similar to Roman Catholic. They think the same thing too. Yeah, but it's just it's just Eastern and like the early. It's like an early church, though. So it's like that's maybe. what they claim, but it's no earlier than just regular Christianity. But I remember reading something. It's gonna sound a little. It's gonna sound a little silly, but like it said, that like women should be silent in church. And then I had an Orthodox friend I spoke to. He was like, "And guess what they do in the Orthodox church? They stay silent." And I'm like, "I mean, I guess that makes sense." And then he told me he was like, "If you go to a church that's Protestant, if you see a woman pastor." Do not go because of what I showed you. And I was like, I mean, I guess that makes sense. But yeah, like, I, would still little... I would agree that the Bible does teach that in 1 Timothy 2.12, 1 
that a woman isn't to teach or have authority in the church as like the teacher they can sing they can do all that kind of stuff, but they just shouldn't be the one preaching at the front of the church and yeah so, like a couple thing yeah don't yeah it shouldn't be like yeah. oh the woman pastor and the man pastor. it should be because i would go to this one main church in my super nice suburban neighborhood area and then um <laughs> like you go to church and then like every girl my age is just wearing booty shorts bro and like and then you got the female pastor talking along her husband mm-hmm. and they're both preaching they're both preachers and i'm just like wait a minute maybe my friend was right maybe <laughs> orthodoxy is the way be a little go to a little more of a modest place no but i don't think that shows orthodoxy that just shows don't go to those liberal um churches that have a woman pastor yeah what I, what I, think I don't i don't know if they're accepting Actually, I don't want to say anything. It's like I, I, I'm, at, I'm at a just a normal Protestant church, like a Presbyterian church, and they would they don't allow women ministers. Most conservative Christian churches don't allow women minister because, not because they have anything against women, but because it's just what the Bible says, um, in First Timothy yeah. twelve. Um, and it's not a cultural reason. Many people think, oh, that's just cultural. No, Paul gives the reason in First Timothy two thirteen and fourteen. For Adam was formed first, and then Eve, and Adam w- was not deceived in the garden, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. So, uh, do you see that? Those verses I put there. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. So, but the big yeah, problem, I read it. Yeah, read it. So, but the bigger problem then with with orthodoxy is that even if they don't have a woman priest. If they don't have the gospel, they're not even going to heaven. Yeah. Because so, let uh, me ask you, man. If you died today, where do you think you'd go? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would be mean it would be heaven, but like I can't judge myself. But <laughs> okay, what do you think God is going to judge you on to determine whether He lets you in? I mean, believing in His Son primarily. <laughs> Yeah, well, is because is he letting you into heaven because of what you've done for him, or what he's done? Oh no, nah, he just gave me a free ticket. He's just like, take the ticket and just believe in me. Free gift, isn't it? Yeah. Right? So it's not what you. They do talked for him. about that in my liberal church, so they did get that right. But I don't know. <laughs> right, so that's the thing. So so they they can still be Christians in the liberal church, like if they even if they got a woman minister. Um, so that would be still better than the Orthodox one because the Orthodox think they just don't have the gospel at all. Um. But, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is that do you believe that Jesus took all the punishment for all of your sin? Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good. And so then, do you know where you'll go when you die? Heaven. Yeah. And so, Because that's what it is. It's a matter of if you're convinced he took for 100% of your sins, you will be 100% sure you're going to heaven because you know the outcome already. You got the promise of Jesus Christ. That making sense? Yeah, of course. Also, I have a question. Yeah, go for it. Like, thoughts on having friends who don't have faith. Because when I went to church, I found this, like, really good friend, right? Um, not super close, because, like, I like I like my own personal space, like, a lot more now. It's so much nicer to have my own peace. But when I hang out with him, like, all he, he'll, like, nonstop talk about guys. Like, man, God's so good. God's so good, man. Sometimes I wake up and I feel the Holy Spirit and I just want to jump, like stuff like that. So he's a good guy. 
but like what about like non-believer friends like i kind of just got rid of them all because i just don't want to be around them much and like i kind of feel bad because i'd be like ignoring calls and stuff i'll still answer them but it's just like it's the same thing they just talk about yo how do i how do i talk to this girl gavin you know so much about girls you know you know how it goes you know how it goes bro what do i do with this girl bro how do i control her i'm like bro i don't really want to talk but like I, stuff like yeah that. i just well, don't want to talk about that that's stuff. I, I, and maybe you just have to express that to them hey look i don't want to share i don't want to talk about those sort of things and i think they'll slowly get the picture on that yeah right? And and what I would suggest is yes, it's it's possible for you to be friends with a with a non-Christian. That's possible, and you can be a witness to them. But oftentimes they can tempt you to sin as well, can't they? Yeah, they do. But one one good thing though is like when I was at work, right, and they showed me the video of you. I no longer work there anymore because uh, I've like three weeks to finish this last credit for my diploma, the Spanish okay. class. I'm procrastinating. That's why I'm on here. But um. <laughs> Ooh, now I can like, I can throw away the nicotine and I don't have to deal with like the zombie effects of it leaving my system because I tried it for a day and I went to work and the lights were dim. I felt like sick. My throat hurt kind of wasn't terrible. And like, oh my gosh, I felt like every muscle in my body, like I could feel my muscles because I didn't smoke and it was just so bad. Mm. But now that I don't work and I'm doing my high school and my court, but like, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, did, I that, can, did I that turn out right, man, for you? Like, oh no, I just pulled up on like my actual court date and they wanted me to appear. My lawyer's like, "Hey, man, you look taller than normal." And then there's just people crying around me and stuff, and I'm over here like, I'm fine. And then my, my lawyer is just like, yeah, we're just going to put all the cases into one. And then we're going to write a thingy about you saying, oh, you're a good person. And then that's it. I'm like, oh, well, if that's the game plan. I guess I didn't do anything that bad because, I mean, I didn't. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, have you been getting into your Bible? <clears throat> For real, I've just been looking at videos because, like, oh, my gosh. I just I can't get myself to read. I read a little bit of the Proverbs, like I think. I'm not sure if it was all of it or not. Okay. I have a Bible, but I read it on my phone because it's just it's too lazy to keep the pages open so I can just lay on my side and read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I read about that. Have you gotten into pretty, the habit of like factual. reading it daily? Nah, but I should probably just read like at least one page. Yeah, yeah. Because it takes like it takes page. one minute out of my day, one minute out of my day while yeah. I do nothing. Because I'm not even employed. <laughs> Jesus, him dying for you. He he came down to this earth, beaten, mocked. Yeah, and his born. his body was unrecognizable after. Right. <laughs> Crucifixion. And he, and he so did like. that for you. So don't you think we could at least put aside time for him every day? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I mean, I always think about him like nonstop. It's weird. Okay. That's good, man. So say this to yourself no Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed. No Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed. Because I need, I need like food for my soul. Like, yes. Just like so I'd be watching the body. videos. Yeah. Nice. What videos have you been watching? 
Um, well, I'll just go on YouTube and I'll just search up teachings of Jesus. And then sometimes I'll watch like people talking about how <laughs> Islam is false. And then, yeah, just Fair like yeah. that. Okay, that's good. Yeah, and it, I think there are good sermons out there. Like, I'll even give you some recommendations of ones, of some preachers you could listen to. Uh, R.C. Sproul, with an L on the end. Um, Alistair Begg is also another name of someone who does sermons. You can listen to the good sermons from these teachers, and that could be helpful. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm going to go to church. I'm not, here, I'm going to look at the event list because it's really close to my house. And I can, I could probably walk there. I mean, it's going to be really hot, but it is what it is. But let me yeah. look. Let's look. So let me ask you this, man. Does someone have to get baptized to go to heaven? I mean, I don't believe so. I mean, I'd have to study more that denomination but like well you're right but hold up but remember because are we saved by what we do for god or what he's done for us what would you say <coughs> no i don't think so, so it's, i don't think i have to be yeah you don't right because if it's saved by what he's done it's not based on what we do isn't it just like a public announcement that's pretty much what it is what is baptism you just yeah. like public public like yeah just like, hey, I just went underwater really quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, does someone need to ask for forgiveness to go to heaven? Um, No, I mean, no. aren't you forgiven once you believe? Yeah, man, you're getting it. That's good. That's good. Um, So that's the good news of the gospel. So don't, if any denomination tells you that you have to get baptized to be saved, which is what the Orthodox and Catholic churches teach, you can know they're not really teaching the gospel rightly then. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, what kind of good works do they think? Just like a lot of charity to the church? Just yeah, like, they'll basically teach you that there's only salvation in their particular church. They think that you have to do the, the seven sacraments or different sacraments that they, they give. So baptism, Eucharist, confession, penance. All these different things. Yeah. And they'll still say to you that you can't even know if you're going to heaven in the end. It's as bad as a Muslim. Islam, they have no certainty of salvation. But in Christianity, yeah, there is. Unless you're like a revert and they're like, okay, you're forgiven now. <laughs> Until you do your know. next sin the next instant, right? <laughs> yeah, then you got to do a bunch of duas and make up for it real quick. Mm. Keep a tally. Yeah. It doesn't make <laughs> nah, any sense. Good deeds can't fix bad deeds. Yeah. They do be very disciplined, though. Like, well, discipline is good. Times. God does call us to be disciplined. Like that's why we as Christians, we don't just we we're saved by grace, but that doesn't mean we're then lazy. We now seek to obey God as much as we can. Yeah, and God just wants good for us. I mean, yeah. makes everything a lot easier. You're pretty much just dodging a bunch of bullets. Yeah, his, his rules are good for us. They're not to hinder us, but to help human life go better. That's true. Yes, sir. Did you have any other questions, man, you want to ask? Mm, shoot. I'm pretty sure I had them, but I just let cool. them go. Let me think. So 
if you want to, if you're if you're not if you the church you're at is like oh they got woman minister or whatever, you, you could check this website. This will help you give find a good church in your area. Uh looking at it. Yeah. Okay. Allow. Oh dang! There's only like two. I got a Baptist church and a. What's this? In a Providence. I don't know. That's just yep. in there. Are they near you? Um, I mean, they're not extremely. I mean, they're kind of near me, but they're not. Not really. Okay. It's fine. Because otherwise, um, there's one another website which I'll give you. may have a few more churches around you uh this one here i don't know there's one that was kind of cool because one day i didn't have work and then i walked in and they were all like praying for people it was pretty cool try this website the gospel coalition.org churches uh One second. Okay, they added some more. Oh, mine popped up. Oh, it is on there. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> there was two that I've been going to. The one the one that has like the wife who would preach. Uh let me look. Doesn't yeah, it's not on there. Okay. Yeah, well good. Yeah, so don't go to the one that that's good. I would usually recommend avoiding one like that. That's good, man. So Gavin, wasn't it? It's Gavin. My name's yeah. Ryan. Yeah. It's good. It's good seeing you again, man. Catching up after two months, uh, and good to hear that you're you're trusting in Jesus. And so, so honestly, how sure are you out of a hundred that you'll go to heaven? I mean, I'm a hundred percent sure. I just have to, you know. I mean, I don't have to change but like you do but like you don't so so when you say you got to change what do you mean in what sense <laughs> stop smoking stop smoking yeah well yeah. so we do want to try and avoid sin definitely but does avoiding sin play any part in getting you into heaven no, no. but like i should still yeah of course you should 100 percent. but because it's just people. guilt and yeah. i don't like that feeling <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. We try and avoid sin, but just remember my salvation, my entry As I do is it. not dependent upon that. It's dependent upon Jesus. Yeah. That's good, man. It's good catching up with you again. It's been awesome. And yeah, yeah. Do you have any like advice or anything like that I should know? So I really think you need to get into your Bible daily. That's your spiritual food. So literally say to yourself, No book, no book, no bake no book, no bacon, right? No read, no feed, no Bible, no breakfast. Okay. Oh, and I have a question. Like, yeah, I should, I shouldn't like, I shouldn't like, should I not like party? Like, that's not <laughs> something I should do. Because, like, I mean, I don't really have any joy in it anymore. I've like kind of done it all. Yeah. Well, it it usually would lead you to 
maybe drunkenness or to fornicate. Um, right. <laughs> then there you go. Yeah. So that's why you shouldn't do it. Right. Don't do and it. then I also have the other one. And then like, should I not be in like, like pursuit of like money? Mm. So that's something I shouldn't look too highly of. Yeah, because like, I quit my job because I kind of thought about it. I was like, "Well, I'm working, right? Mm. Not exactly focused on my school mm. and everything else that I should be more focused on right now." So I just quit it. Yeah. So, like, this would be helpful. I'll give you some advice from the Bible. First Timothy six six to eight. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we'll be content. So it's about contentment. You can be content with little, right? Or you can be discontent with a lot. Yeah, that's what I thought when I quit. I was like, bro, I have everything I need. <laughs> mm. I'm not living alone anymore, so. Right. First Timothy 6, 9. Paul says, those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. I agree. <laughs> you saw that in your own life, didn't you? When you wanted yeah. to make a quick buck and make, make yeah. it into evil. It goes on to say, for the love of money is, the, is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. I agree. Because <laughs> <laughs> it'll like it'll cause like greed. It might mm. cause you to like have a little bit of hate. Like, you know. Mm. You got yeah. that. And so contentment and our aim then in life is to just seek first God's kingdom. So what yeah, God someone told me is like faith, family, finances, and fitness, and friends. <laughs> so just funny. do that. You're good. Yeah, but just remember God should be so supreme in our life that the love and the focus we have on these other things seems so much lower in priority than the priority we put God in our life. Yes, sir. Good. So are you, well, you going to wake up wake up tomorrow reading your Bible? <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, I might as well do it right now do it. before I uh, do it. finish this little Spanish class. That Hopefully I won't fail because I don't know <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But, yeah, man, it's good chatting to you, and uh, the scripture will help you to grow. Get plugged into the local church, and I would encourage you maybe join a midweek Bible study even group at the church. That can help you get into the Word more as well. Yeah, I think they do that. The only thing with the local church, they just do like a young adult hangout. <laughs> but it also it also says a uh, Sunday morning classes. Oh no, that is a Bible study. Well, I guess I'm going to that. Yeah, you can go to that tomorrow. That'll be good. I guess I'm going to go to sleep after Sounds I read good. the Bible. <laughs> Sounds like a plan, man. Hey, it's good catching up with you, Gavin. Of yeah. course. You have a good night, man. You too, I'm going to get off here now. <laughs> and feel free, if you've got any questions or anything, feel free to make sure you send it through a message on any of that and of our social media platforms, man. All right, bet. Yeah. All right, you have a good night, man. See you, man. Bye.
That was a cool reconnect. Really good. I remember that. I made a TikTok on that conversation I had with Gavin. And I can't believe he saw it. His boss saw it at his work. <laughs> hey, Gavin, let me show you this. It shows the video. Oh, that's epic. Um, and praise God, God brought him out of Islam. Because he was, when, when I spoke to him two months ago, he was like really involved in Islam and He's like, I'm not sure which one, but I, like he was trying to do the Islamic things. From last conversation, he's left that. He's trusting in Christ. And, yeah, glad I could point him and encourage him to get into the Bible more regularly and get plugged into that local church. God is good. And look at that milestone we just hit. Can you guys see this? Milestone for the entire team. 10,000 hours in decent chats. That is an amazing milestone. 10,000 hours we've had in decent chats with people. That's a lot of hours. God is good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for that chat with Gavin. Thank you for that he uh, still remembered the gospel and, and is professing faith in Christ. Help him to now flee from sin and help him to live a life obediently to you. Help him to get into your scriptures and get plugged into that local church as well, Lord. And thank you, Lord, that we could reach 10,000 hours and decent chats with people. Lord, that That is amazing. We, we don't deserve this honor and this privilege of doing this, but thank you for all the laborers that you do allow to go out into your harvest field to reach people on Amigo for your namesake. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. So we started recording, I think, the chats back in uh, 2021, around about March or so. Yeah, so that's in what? And we also hit so 44,000 chats we've had, 44,000 chats in 10,000 hours of conversations. That is so good. We would love for you guys to join the team. You can help us reach more people. Because we've had 44,000 chats in the history of since we've recorded the chats for the past two and a bit years. But there's 48,000 people online right now. So there's still a vast harvest field to reach. Yeah. Uh, just quickly, Nana's asked, can we lose our salvation? Does Hebrews 10.26 say that? No, we can't lose our salvation. Hebrews 10.26 is not talking about just general sins. If you go on sinning deliberately, it's not just general sins. It's a sin of rejecting Jesus. 
if you reject Jesus and continue rejecting Jesus, there's no longer a sacrifice for sins because you're rejecting the only sacrifice. And the animal sacrifices couldn't save you. And so that's why it's not talking about someone losing their salvation. It's someone rejecting Jesus till death means there's no sacrifice for them. And what about infants? What happens to them when they die? We leave that up to God. God hasn't actually told us the answer to that. We leave that in God's very capable hands. But are you guys ready? I'm going to jump in another chat. Let's see who God has for me to speak with. Just a reminder, whenever I am streaming, I usually have the needgod.net tag on. So if you wanted to have a chat with me, you could put that tag on Amigle, and if it's God's will, he will connect under the tag. Um, and we can have a conversation. So, yeah, I'm going to. So, you can, I'll give you just a moment to do that if you want to put the need God on that tag in and try and connect with me for free. Okay, let me just check. Oh, I can't. I'm doing got the fireworks in. Okay, well, let's go. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, can you good. do you believe do you believe in Jesus yourself? Kind of. Kind of, yeah. I do. I personally do. Um do you do you believe there's a God? Yes, I do. Oh, awesome. Cool. Do you think you'll go to heaven? No. No, okay. And why don't you think you will? I used to be Christian and pray all the time and I was really like into it and my life was just really bad and nothing happened. So I turned into a Satanism. You turned into Satanism? What does that mean? You worship him and sin. You worship Satan and you sin. What's the appeal in that? Like, you don't worship God. Okay. Would it make sense, though, to worship a created being? Because Satan is created by God, right? So wouldn't it make sense to worship the creator rather than the creation? I mean, that does make sense. Right. And so, and plus, God, when God gives us rules, it's not to ruin our fun. It's to actually give us a good way of living life. Mm -hmm. Right? Just like the rules in your house. They're actually good for the flourishing of your house. They're not to like just make life miserable there. Would you agree? And so God's rules in his universe are to protect people. It's good not to murder and steal and lie and, and all those other things that God says. What do you think? I mean, like... I don't know. I mean, what you're saying makes sense, but like, yeah. I'm trying to look at what, how, what you believe in a different perspective. Yeah, no, that's good. I appreciate that you're open to having a good discussion about this. Now, would you say that you've been a good person? Yeah. Pretty good person. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you: Have you ever, like, told a lie before? I think we've all talked like yeah. many times. Yeah. Have you ever used bad language? Yeah. yeah. What about this? Have you ever been angry or rude to someone? Right. Yeah. So if God was to judge you based on those things, would you be innocent or guilty? 
Not guilty, but not. Okay, what do you mean guilty, but not? Like, you know how, like, when you're in court, you have to, like, say whether you're guilty or not? Like, I would kind of just be like, I'm not guilty. Okay, right. We may say we're not guilty, but if we have done those things, by our own admission, we are guilty because we've done those things wrong. Right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. then even by our own admission, we're guilty. And so, therefore, do we deserve reward or punishment? Punishment. Yeah. Now, does that punishment sound like heaven or hell? Help. Yeah, not a place we want to go to because it's a lake of fire. It goes on forever. So what do you think you could do then so that you don't get sent to hell? I guess you repent. Okay. Let's say in, in that court of law you're found guilty by the judge. But then you say, judge, I'm so sorry for the crime. Please let me go free. Would the judge let you go free? No. Same with God. Even if we were to say sorry and tell him that we won't sin again, we're still going to be punished for our past sins, don't we? Right. And so, therefore, saying sorry doesn't solve it. You know what we need instead? We need someone who could take our hell punishment on our behalf. Because if someone takes 100% of your punishment, how much punishment is left for you? None. So then if you don't have to go to hell anymore, where would you get to go to? Um, yeah, you got it. And that person who's willing to do that for you was Jesus. That's why he died yeah. on the cross and came back to life three days later. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then if Jesus does that for you, then takes your punishment, where do you go when you die? Heaven. So why do you get to go to heaven? Because... Um, you just took the punishment. You got it. Do you see that as good news? I guess so. Yeah. Now, he offers that as a free gift to you. So you don't even have to do anything to get that. But you just got to accept the gift. And that's simply by trusting in your mind that he's already died for everything bad you've ever done. Make sense? Mm -hmm. So what if you trust that today, but then tomorrow you do five more bad deeds and then you die? Would you go to heaven or hell? Hell. Now, with Jesus, the good news is he actually dies for all of your past sins as well as all of your future sins too. So if he's already died for your future sins, if you're still trusting in him, where would you end up? Hell. Yeah, good answer. But what if you don't trust that he died for your sin? Where would you end up? Hell. Right, and since you definitely... Right, and since you, def you definitely don't want to go to hell, when should you start trusting that he died for your sin? When you feel it's right. Yeah, well, do you know when you're going to die? Probably old age. Maybe, if you happen to reach that. Hopefully you do, but we may. We don't know. We could die any time. And so since you could even die today, when should you then start trusting he died for your sin? Today. Yeah, makes sense, doesn't it? So let's say you're standing before God today, and he asked you, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say to him? Because I want to. Yeah, we definitely want to. But what's the reason you should be allowed to go in? Because you trusted in him, I guess. Yeah. Well, do we go to heaven because of what we did for God, 
or because of what he's done for us? What he's done for us. Yeah. And what has he done to save you from going to hell? Die. Yeah. So then if God asked you, why shall I let you into heaven? What would you say to him? Because you died. Because you died for my sins. Yeah, you got it. Do you think you're going to trust that from today, that that's the reason why you'll go to heaven? What do you think? Probably not. Okay, yeah. Well, why would you say not? Because I just, I'm not ready yet. Okay. I understand. Is it because you're liking doing sins? Is that what you're thinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Like, it's, I just feel better. Because sins might give you temporary joy in some ways. But usually it makes you feel guilty, ashamed, and it it either hurts yourself in the end or hurts other people. So when you see that sin is actually bad for you, you'll see that it makes sense that those things shouldn't hold you back then from trusting in Jesus. Plus, is it worth having like a small cup of pleasure now in exchange for an ocean of pain forever later on? Yes. No, it's not. Even if, let's say, someone offered you a billion dollars today, but part of accepting the billion dollars is that you you know you have to go to hell forever when you die, in eternal suffering. Would you accept that billion dollars? You wouldn't, would you? Um, I don't know. I think you. I know you wouldn't. You don't like pain or suffering, right? In fact, that's why you want to do sins because you think it actually gives you joy and, right, means no, not as much pain and suffering. But is it worth having a billion dollars for, say, let's say the next 50 years of your life at the expense of an eternity mm-hmm. in a lake of fire? I guess not. Right. And so if you wouldn't accept a billion dollars to go to hell, you shouldn't accept far worse of a deal. No one's even offering you a billion dollars to go to hell. All you're being offered is tiny little bits of pleasure here, which don't doesn't even satisfy you. And I don't want you to miss out on the joys that God's got in store for you in heaven. What do you, so what do you think about what we've, what we've talked about? Well, I was kind of looking to like see other religions and different uh perspectives and you showed me your perspectives so thanks and do you see the difference between this is christianity right in other religions like islam buddhism hinduism and all the others they're going to have rules as well but they don't have a solution to the fact that we've broken the rules yeah does that make sense because If, if somebody doesn't have Jesus dying for their sin, who's going to take their punishment? No one. Right. They take it themselves, which sends them to hell forever. Do you see yeah. why only then Jesus can be the way to heaven? Because he's the only one who's going to take the punishment you deserve. Yeah. Now, do you think that everything I've been saying is true? I know that's true. Okay. Definitely. All right. That's good. You know it's true. 
well thank you yeah so i guess if you know it's true what could be holding you back from not wanting to trust in what jesus did um see sin did you say sin is that what you said or satan yeah satan satan what is how is satan holding you back what would you say I don't know. I, I'd probably say the better answer is saying. Like yeah. Do you have a Bible at home? No. No. Probably that would be a good place to start to find out more, to see what Jesus said. Um, you can download one for free on your phone. This is the app I use to download. Uh, to read the Bible. It's called ESV Bible. And where you should begin would be the book of John. Mm -hmm second half of the bible gives you a good introduction okay. to his life do you think that you'll you might read that for yourself um i've read it before so and i did read john okay if you've read john maybe keep on going the book after john is acts okay. or romans okay. because well yeah you know, just know that I care about you deeply. That's why I'm sharing this with you. I want you to go to heaven. And you know it's true, as you said, but temporary pleasure now is not worth eternal suffering at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to go now. It's 12.21 a.m. But thank nice you. Nice meeting you. My name's Ryan. What was, what was your name, by the way? Eva. Eva. Hey, I'll be praying for you, Eva. And also share with you, you've got a, a TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube you could check out. You might find the videos helpful to learn more. Yes, I do. Okay, thank you. Awesome. Well, God bless you, Eva. Good day, night. Bye. Bye. Wow. Interesting. That was a unique conversation right there. A conversation that you don't really have very often. Someone who openly is like saying that they worship satan and knows that it's true knows all the thing what we're saying is true but just that momentary pleasure of sin join join me everyone in praying for her she needs our prayers heavenly father lord we do pray for eva uh, lord i do pray that she would be trusting in christ May she believe this good news today, not hold on to a love of sin or anything else. May she see that she's relying upon you right now, Lord, for even to exist, to have air to breathe, to even do the sins. She has to rely on your earth to exist. So may she come to you in, in trusting in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Interesting conversation, that one. Worship Satan. Okay, well, we're going to jump into another conversation, and we're going to see where God takes us next. Um, I might take this tag off just so that I can get, if anyone has the needgod.net tag on, I can connect with you guys. Let's do this and appreciate that you guys are saying amen when we pray. I love that. Here we go. Let's jump in, into another chat. Yo. 
Hey, how are you, Ryan? Is that George? Yes, it's me. How are you? Hey, nice to meet you, man. Nice, nice to, meet to meet you. you. And so you got to speak with Abraham with and Abraham Harmony. And Harmony. Yeah. Nice how were how were those conversations? They were they were good. They really clarified some things on my end, which I appreciated. Oh, that's good. Awesome. But, yeah, go ahead. But yeah, so I had a couple questions for yeah, you. Go for it. First of all, thank you for everything you're doing. God bless you. Thanks, man. So I have I have a Bible at home, hmm. but a lot of multiple people are telling me what what versions are correct. Oh, you have this version. That's false. You're missing books. That defeats the whole purpose. Then this guy's telling me differently. So what version do you suggest and why? Interesting. All right. So I think there are many good English translations of the Bible. So I don't think there's just one translation that you have to read. There's many good ones. I found when I studied both Hebrew and Greek at university, a translation that I found was very accurate compared to the Hebrew and Greek was the ESV translation, English Standard Version. Um, but that's not the only one. There's many other good ones that are also like that. Like there's the NASB, the LSB, the um, even the CSV translations. These are all decent. Find, find a good balance between readability and literalness. Now, okay. there are only 66 books in the Bible. What you'll find in, say, the Catholic or Orthodox system, they'll say, oh, we've got, in the Catholic system, they'll say they've got seven extra books. In the Orthodox, they got 14 extra books. Now, why that is, is because they have what we call the Apocrypha, which were books that were around during Jesus' day, but they were not accepted by the Jewish community as being Scripture, and therefore not accepted by Jesus as being Scripture. But for some reason, both the Orthodox and Catholic Church wants to insert these books into their Old Testament, even though the Jewish Old Testament does not contain those books. Okay, I understand. Yeah. So, so you would strongly recommend the ESV Bible because it's very similar to the translated to the uh, original translations, if I'm correct. Yeah, that's what I'd say, and I'd recommend one that's in modern English. So, as opposed to the King James, King James, it's hard to read for most people in the 21st century. So, therefore, it's not one I'd recommend. Plus, it's not based on the earliest. We've actually discovered earlier manuscripts of the Bible since when that um, translation came around, because that came around 400 okay. years ago. This is the one I have. It's the it's the re revised edition. The is that the RSV? Is that what it is? is no. What's it called? It, What's no. the? It just says uh, New Testament revised edition, Canadian Conference of Catholic Bishops. Okay. All right. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm not sure what that one's like. I haven't. Um, okay, no I worries. haven't looked at that one to see specifically what it's like. Usually, my a a verse that I go to to check is it a good one or not. I usually go to Acts two thirty eight. Do you want to open up to Acts two thirty eight? With pleasure. So let's take a look. Acts two thirty eight. Acts. Oh my God, the pressure's on. Give me a second here. <laughs> <laughs> and just a heads up: um, when you say "Oh my," and then you say God's name, just remember that's that's like blasphemy. Yes. So we don't want to be saying that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's very true. Acts two 
sorry, say it again. So Acts 2.38. 2.38, okay. Peter said to them, each one of you must turn away from your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ so that your sins will be forgiven and you will receive God's gift, the Holy Spirit. Now, I would say that's a bad translation because based on that verse, based on how they've translated it, what does it sound like you have to do to be forgiven? Get baptized. Yeah, and turn away from your sins, which is not what the Bible teaches. Right, so I would say that's not a good translation. I'd recommend getting a different one, because what Acts two thirty eight actually says, uh, I'll put it, I'll give it to you in the ESV. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it says this: Peter said to them, "Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit." Now, notice it uses the word "repent." Repent doesn't mean turn from your sins. Repent, it means to change your mind. Right? To, change, to change your mind. Yeah, it's from it's it's the Greek word metanoia, and that means to change your mind. Meta change, noia is mind. So it's basically going from unbelief to belief. Right. In Jesus. In Jesus, exactly. Yeah. Not it, not God directly, if I'm well, we believe obviously you have to you believe God's real too. But when we say believe in Jesus, we mean trust that he took the punishment for your sins. That's what we're meaning. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then it says, so be baptized in every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. It doesn't say to get the forgiveness of sins or so that you can get your sins forgiven. It's the word for. Now, if I was to tell you this, if I was to tell you, hey, take two aspirin for your headache, am I telling you to take the aspirin to get a headache or because you've already got one? Because I've already got one. You want to heal me. Exactly. In the same way, he's saying get baptized for, not in the sense of to get forgiveness, but because of the forgiveness of sins you've already got. Does that make so sense? I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused. You said, sure. so I understand the, the, so the, the analogy. Need. The word for, in when I said take two aspirin for your headache, yes. the word for meant because of your headache, take the two aspirin, not take the aspirin to get a headache, right? Okay. In the same way, when it says everyone be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, the word for there doesn't mean to get the forgiveness of sins, but because of the forgiveness of sins. Make sense? Very nice analogy. I understand it now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now, does somebody have to get baptized to go to heaven? Mm, A good one. Uh, No, I would say. You're right. And, And why not? Because it's not through your actions that that you are accepted into heaven. It's yeah. because of what Jesus did on the cross. Well, wow, good answer, man. Very good answer. So how sure are you out of a hundred that you'll go to heaven? Um well no one's sure a hundred percent on anything, right? Like like for example, you don't know hundred percent you're awake right now or in a coma, but based off your surroundings, you come to conclusions. So my conclusion would be yes. Okay, I, I think th- I think there are some things we can know for for certain. Like for example, I can know for certain someone built your house. You can I can know for certain that you've got parents, because otherwise you wouldn't exist if you had no one to give birth to you, right? That's, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and your house wouldn't exist unless someone built it, and that's why we that's can true. know that there has to be a God because the universe couldn't exist unless there's a creator for it, right? That's true, but atheists would come back to you and say that it's infinite, 
or it started by something so small, you know? Yeah, and I would say to them, well, where did that thing come from? Because even if they want to exactly. say the Big Bang, well, the Big Bang still has to have something that caused it to begin. Exactly. Right. And and I also tell them explosions are is chaos. And we see structure and structure in the universe. You know, chaos doesn't give structure. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, it'd be like this as well. If you heard a bang outside your house, you're not going to say, oh, that was nothing. You're going to say something caused yeah. the bang. I heard it. And so if there's a Big Bang, something has to cause it. Something that's outside of space and matter because all those things came into existence at the Big Bang, right? That is true, yeah. Now, so we can know, we can definitely know things for certain then. And can we know then about where they were going to heaven? What do you think? Based off the scriptures, yes. Yep. And why can we be certain? Why can we be certain? Yeah. Because because Jesus died on the cross for us. Yeah, exactly. If yeah. he died for 100% of your sins, you can be 100% sure you're going to heaven. Wow. You see that? I do see that. I understand. Yeah. He didn't, so it's, he, not, it's not essentially through your actions at the end of the day. It's your it was, repentance is your trust in Jesus. Yeah, your repentance is describing the process of how you didn't, first of all, didn't believe, but now you do believe in jesus and what he's done for you now those people who say i'm not really sure if i'm going to heaven generally it's because they think it's their actions still that's saving them and that's why they're not sure and so they need to be explained the message that it's not your actions it's what jesus did that saves okay yeah yeah that's true and and also one more thing yep i have a lot of friends uh, in my environment lately it's not a bad thing but i've been a lot surrounded by friends that are in the like like that are muslim essentially and they always tell me you put your faith in jesus as a god but where in the bible does he mention he's god mm. you've heard this before obviously you yeah, know yeah that comes regularly what did you say so i told them you know billionaires they don't go around saying they're billionaires we can see that through their actions you know and jesus was very humble you know he was he we can see that through scripture and also i tell them john uh, john um was it John? Yeah, John 1 1. The word was God and the word was God. Yeah. But then they say John said that, not Jesus. You know? Yeah, but John is just recording what what Jesus has re clearly revealed to humans. Because even in later on in that book, John 8 58, uh, we see here Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. You might say, "I am." What does that? What does he mean? Well, remember when God spoke to to Moses in the burning bush? Uh, it's yes. in the Old Testament, yeah. And God said, uh, "Moses said to God, what? Who should I say to Pharaoh has sent me to you to tell the people to let them to tell Pharaoh to let my people go?'" And God said, "You should say to Pharaoh that my name is I am, that I am has sent you to tell." you to let the israelites go and so god's name no, was given was i am i am right in greek okay. it's ego amy and so here jesus speaking to the jewish people who definitely knew their old testament scripture very well he says to them truly truly i say to you before abraham was i am the but, exact but is, name is of he god saying, is he not mentioning god or is he saying i am or he's just saying god 
No, so he's saying, because he's, he's talking about, who, they're asking, who are you, Jesus? Who are you, Jesus? So he's saying, That's well, before Abraham was, I am Ego Amy, the exact name of God that God gave to Moses. Jesus applies that title to himself. Now, how we knew that the Jews understood what he's talking about, the very next verse explains how they reacted to this. Verse 59. They picked up stones to, st to throw at him. Why? Because they knew he could just claim to be God right there. That's true. Um, when someone claims to be God, they would they would stone they would stone them. Yeah, exactly. And another one is in John. He was a man. John chapter ten, uh, verse thirty-three says this. The Jews answered him, it is not for a good work that we're going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. And what does Jesus respond? Yeah, he, yeah. he affirms, he, he doesn't say, no, I'm not God. He affirms it, um, and he gets, out, he gets out of there so they didn't stone him to death. Um, okay. But yeah, he, he affirms his deity. In fact, he's worshipped as well. He's worshipped he as worshiped. being God. Um, there's a number of references for that. Even Thomas affirms him as being God when he says, my Lord and my God. And he allows Thomas to say that, yeah. will, knowing that he referred to himself as God. You know? Yeah, he got it. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So Muslim, all, Muslims just don't care so much what the Bible says, though, because even if you show them all these scriptures, they're like, oh, but I don't believe it. They'll just reject it. Like, <laughs> you're like, well, why did you ask for it if you didn't even want to know what the scripture had to say about it? <laughs> but I thought they do believe Jesus, but as a prophet. They, they, they believe in a Jesus that doesn't exist. They don't believe in the Jesus that lived 2,000 years ago. They've invented a Jesus that's not real. They think that he's just a mere, a mere prophet and not God. It'd be like this. It'd be like someone saying, oh, I believe in Muhammad, but he's not a prophet. Well, they're not really believing in the the Muhammad of Islam. They're making up their own one. That's true. So, yeah, I think with Muslims, though, usually my encouragement is to try and focus on with them, who's going to pay for your sins? You got no savior in Islam. You need someone to die for your sins. And you need a solution. You need a solution. You know? Exactly. Like you mentioned earlier. And last last thing, I'll let you go. How would you simply explain the Trinity to them? Because they, I'm sorry that it's a, there's a plane flying. Yeah. Um, how would you simply explain the Trinity? Because yeah. then they're like, oh, it doesn't make sense logically, you know? Yeah. So I would say it's not illogical because we're not saying that God is one in being and three in being at the same time. We're saying he's one in being but three in persons. So that's not okay. contradictory. They're different categories. So. God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Those three distinct persons, they each have their own mind, their own will, they each speak, and so on. But yet they are still of the one essence. They are the one God. So what I would do, uh, just explain it like that. Now, they're probably not going to understand it because yeah. they it's just so foreign to them. And it actually agrees with what Scripture says on it. In uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, is this the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of god for they are folly to him and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned 
but that's false because there there have been many Muslims that have converted to Christianity. Yeah, exactly. So they're not able to understand, but some of them are because so it's not that they're, then they're not the natural person anymore, are they? It's saying not some, but they, but they were. They were, but if but as soon as, but he's saying that if 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 a person doesn't have God's spirit working on them, they're going to think that the things of God are folly, like the Trinity. They're going to think it's folly. But yeah. if somebody is truly somebody who God is working on, softening, they're going to find the gospel and his truth, the truth of God, beautiful and amazing. And so that's what happens. It just shows God's working on that person's heart that they actually came to believe in Christ and what he's done for them. Amazing. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It does make sense. Yeah. It's very nice. Now, let's say, man, um, someone says that they're going to heaven because of Jesus and because they got baptized. Would they go to heaven or hell? Unfortunately, hell. Yeah, and why? Because they're bas they're they're basing themselves off of the actions that they do and not their repentance. Yeah. So when you say repentance, what's that again? Uh, trust in God. Uh, no, trust in Jesus. Right. God and Jesus. Yeah. So what I would say is, yeah, they're trusting in what they did and not fully what Jesus did to save them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You got that, yeah. man. That's good. Good questions, man. I'm glad you got to ask thank them. And thank uh, you. Thank you. Yeah. Are you part of our Discord server as well? Uh, uh, Abraham told me, suggested, and uh, and suggested that I should join. Yeah. So I'll probably join by tonight. Awesome, that'd be good. And let me also ask you: Does someone have to ask for forgiveness to go to heaven? Does someone need to ask for forgiveness to go to heaven? No, you're right. So it's a good thing to because, do. It's good, but it doesn't forgive you, does it? Exactly, because when you wait, let's say you commit a crime and you're begging the judge to let you go, it won't work. Hey, good analogy, man. Hey, I like it. <laughs> hey, you should so join training as well. Um, training? We share. We we offer free training on how to share the gospel, like on Amigle and to anyone. Um, simply send us a message, or once you join the Discord, there's a training tab there. Press on that, and that'll give the info for it. Um, okay. Once you've been part of it, and then yeah, you can join the Harvest Field. It's an awesome mission field we awesome. have sharing Christ. Just, uh, just do you mind? Because uh, I, I noticed you pray. You prayed for Ava. Would you mind just praying for yeah. for my family? There's been a lot of miscommunication lately. Sure. Between yeah, us. I pray for that. It's, uh, it's uh, here. Make our family. Make That's family. my last. Awesome. Yeah, I'll pray for you now, man. Thank Heavenly you. Father, we do thank you for George. Thank you for this conversation and the conversations he's been able to have with Abraham and Harmony as well. And come to understand the truth of the gospel really clearly. Help him to now grow in his faith by reading your word every single day. May he see it as even more precious than his physical food is, is that he has his spiritual food every day, which is your word. And Lord, I do pray for his family, uh, the Magar family. I do pray that they would be there would be peace there and not misunderstanding between the family members. But Lord, I do pray for George, that George may be able to even witness to the rest of his family, sharing this good news with them um, because he wants them to be saved and so they can go to heaven as well. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, you so much. You should definitely Mark. ask your family, though, why they think they'll go to heaven. What do you think they might say? They, they're probably going to say because I, I asked for forgiveness. 
right. So you can go and, and share I'm gonna tell message. them. I will share the message. Sounds good. Thank man. you so much. God bless you, you, man. God bless. God bless you. Take care. Bye bye. Oh, that was such a good conversation there with George. I was encouraged by that. Hopefully you guys were as well. And look at that. Three great conversations he had with the team today. Just on the knee god and that tag. Just so good. All right, let's hit the encouragement button. Come behold the wondrous mystery. Christ the Lord upon the tree. In the stead of ruined sinners hangs the Lamb in victory. See the price of our redemption. See the Father's plan unfold, bringing many sons to glory. Grace unmeasured, love untold. Amen. That was a good chat. Yeah, thank you, guys. Appreciate your saying amen with that prayer. And Nicholas says, hey, Ryan, I really want to join the team. Things have been crazy lately, dealing with moving at the moment. Keep you updated. Sounds good, Nicholas. And if anyone else, that invite for training is open to you as well. We'd love to have you part of the team, get trained up to join the amazing Harvest Field. All right, Steve said, one more chat or not? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Let me just check. I do feel like I do want to have one more chat. We got the Kahoot game coming up, though, in just a moment, which it'd be good to get someone organized for that. What do you think? Should we try one more chat? What do you guys think? One more? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Abraham's like, yeah, yeah, do it, do it. All right, Lord, save this next person. Yeah, look at me, says so like, one more, one more. Yeah, Nathaniel's like, yes, Min Holly. Nice, Juan, you convinced me, everyone. We're going to do it. Hi, hey. Perry. Perry's here. He's my sidekick. How you guys doing? Good. Hey, do you guys believe in God yourself? Yeah. No. Awesome. Yeah, I do. Oh, you you don't, but you do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cause I ran away. Hey. <laughs> it is <Hi>. a harmony. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. Hey. I have a question for you. Yes, go for it. Can you? No, she skipped on me. <laughs> How could she do that? <laughs> hey. It's funny. Hey there. Hey, bud. Hey, can I get a Christ as king? He is. Jesus is king, man. Absolutely. Yes, sir. <laughs> You're a believer? Oh, of course. Uh, awesome, man. So how sure are you out of 100 that you'll go to heaven? Um, I mean, I'm not 100% sure just because obviously I've committed decent amount of sins like but at the same time you know most people have yeah and i believe that jesus died on the cross for our sins and that anything can be forgiven so yeah. just have to believe and beg for forgiveness and recognize that it's only your fault you're the only one that I mean, you decided to do that shit 
Right, yeah, we chose to sin, right? We won't swear or lust or lie or something like that, right? And so, Yeah, that's one of my hot takes is because, like, a lot of people just be like, oh, you just need to ask for forgiveness and you'll be forgiven and go to heaven. But that's a th- – I don't – I think part of it is that you have to, like, recognize that it's, like, it's my fucking fault. Like, if you're just – if you try to basically push it off of, like, oh, I was just forced into that. Like, oh, this person made me do that or I felt peer pressured or, oh, it's because of the way I was raised as a child. It's, like, that's not an excuse. Yeah. Like, you have to recognize that it's, like, I made my own decisions. Like, I – I reap what I sow. Try try not swear, though, because remember, we shouldn't swear. It's a sin. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm, like – because I work, like, a blue-collar job, so it's just, like – Okay. Cuss words are like the and a to me. It's just like they're just like filler words that just come nonstop. Okay. So I apologize for that. I was going to say you probably haven't heard many Catholics swear this much. (laughs) It was funny. Like you're mentioning how like I choose to sin and you sweared, you swore in that. I was like, you just did it in that sentence. <laughs> but that's the thing. But is are like swear words sins? Yeah. Because I know it's, it's obviously it's obviously a sin to like take God's name in vain. Right. It also says that. But it's, I didn't think just saying the f bomb or saying poop or like I didn't think that was a sin. So in Ephesians four twenty nine, it says, "Let no unwholesome language come out of your mouth." So would you? Okay. So so just like you wouldn't, it'd be like. If Jesus all of, all of a sudden started swearing, you'd be like, what are you doing? Well, hold up. You're Jesus. You shouldn't swear, right? Honestly, I'd like that. And I think I'd, I'd be like, I'd be like, damn, Jesus is a bro. <laughs> but, you know, you just see how that would be like, it would actually it would be unholy, wouldn't it? Yeah, I could I could see how that's like a little like, yeah, that'd be a little trashy, but it'd still be funny. And I think he's chill. <laughs> and so God calls us to be as holy as god is right and so that's why we shouldn't right. swear yeah now, that makes sense and i agree let's say you ask for forgiveness let's say you broke the law you're found guilty you ask for forgiveness to a judge in a court of law would the judge just let you go free for your crime i mean in this on this planet now right because it would be it would be corruption it would be unjust if he did and we know god's not going to be unjust that's why it's good to ask him for forgiveness but that doesn't clear our sins does that make sense? Right. I don't know, but at the same time, Jesus died for our sins, and so that's, that's why we get forgiven. Get so I don't think it's by asking. I think it's by Jesus taking the punishment for our sin. Yeah, and you have to believe that he died on the cross for our sins. Good answer, yeah. And that, so he, we... rose, and that he rose again. Right. And so if Jesus takes 100% of your punishment, how much punishment is left for you to get? Zero. So then if you don't have to go to hell anymore, where do you get to go to? heaven right so why do you get to go to heaven then because jesus died for my sins That's the reason. and he took all the exactly yeah. yeah for your past sins as well as your future sins he died for all of it so what if you trust that today but then tomorrow you do five more sins and then you died would you go to heaven? i mean that's kind of inevitable just because at the end of the day i mean we as people were we're corrupt i mean yeah i mean one of my hot takes is that it's like i think that all humans have both like god in us and we have the devil in us as well and that's where it's like you have to kind of just pick and choose and try to think and that i think that's where the saying comes from what would jesus do right because anybody has anybody has the capacity to commit evil anybody has the capacity to commit good right 
So let, what would happen mean, though, in that scenario? So you're trusting in Jesus, but then you do five sins tomorrow. And let's say you die in the middle of that last sin. Would you go to heaven or hell? I think that would uh, come down to your talk with God at the pearly gates, basically when you're in the, I think it's perjury. No, not perjury. Purgatory. Yeah, purgatory. I always mix up those two words because <laughs> yeah. I'm dumb. <laughs> because do you think Jesus died for only your past sins, or did he also die for your future sins? Oh, I mean, he died for future sins. Because, right. I mean, at the end of the day, God's all-knowing. Right. Exactly. Like, he might... I've never killed anybody, and I don't ever plan on it. I hope to never kill anybody. But for all I know, God's like, whether you like it or not, you're going to kill somebody in 22 years. Like, maybe it's because some person comes in my house and is, like, threatening my family. You know? Mm -hmm. So, it's so, like, I don't want to kill anybody, but if it's right. like between my children and some random person, I got bad news. That random person isn't going home. Right, right. And so what I think it would mean then is that if Jesus already died for your future sins, if you're still trusting in him, if you did those five sins tomorrow, wouldn't haven't they already been paid for by Jesus? Yeah, but at the same time, I I don't think it's just like a, I don't think it's an excuse to just be like, oh, well. I agree. I'm I can just do whatever I want. Yeah, I'm not saying it's an excuse. Uh, we shouldn't. We right. Obviously, sin is bad. We should avoid sin. But what I'm trying to say is that inevitably, inevitably, we will sin. But if we're still trusting in Jesus, then where do we end up? In heaven. Yeah. Eventually, hopefully. Well, but because you, because th there's no need for a purgatory if Jesus took a hundred percent of your punishment. There's zero punishment left for you. I feel like purgatory is just that stage where it's like basically you're just talking with god and like i mean obviously god he's forgiving and he, he loves us all and he wants like he wants to forgive our sins and like let us into heaven right but obviously like i mean for example if there's some person that it's like they never believed in god not because they heard it and they were like oh that's a bunch of crap like no, i don't believe it like maybe they just weren't exposed to that in their life just because like their parents you know, weren't practicers of the church. The parents didn't talk about God or anything. Like, I mean, there's 8 billion people in the world. You know, there's some people that it's like, they might not live within hundreds of miles of a church. Hmm. They might not have anybody religious around them. Yeah. And but so they, it's like, when they die, it's like, they might need to talk to God for a little while. And he's going to be like, you know, trying to lay it out for them and explain basically life and the afterlife and how everything works. Because I think he say, wants people to... The Bible, What's does that? Say that, the Bible does say that everyone knows there's a God. So even if someone is way, way away from any Christians, they still know there's a creator for the universe because they can look at nature. Right. And they also have a conscience. So they know they shouldn't do sinful things. At the same time, I don't know if it's everyone because some people are super strong believers, more than now than ever. Some people are super strong believers and just like, uh, what's it called? Like atheism they or something. Yeah. yeah, they're like atheists and they basically just think that uh, everything came through like, uh just life progressing like they think we came from like monkeys right but the thing is that they're trying to convince themselves of that because they deep down know there's a god but because that makes them feel guilty they like they try and get rid of god and think that there's no one who's going to hold them accountable right and i so, also been wanting to say not to change the topic i love your perry the platypus that's awesome <laughs> yeah he's very awesome <laughs> so the point is though is that jesus takes 100 percent of our punishment so it's not about having a conversation with God. It's not about praying or doing sacraments that saves us. It's just his sacrifice, right? But what if you don't trust that he did that for you? Where would you end up? 
than hell. Correct. And so since you don't want to go to hell, when should you trust that he took all the punishment for you? As soon as you realize it. Right, immediately. Because um, let's say you did stand before God today, and he asked you today, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say to him? Because I love God. I love Jesus. I love. I am appreciative and grateful that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. I'm appreciative that God sacrificed his one and only son. Yeah, exactly. Because do we go to heaven because of what we've done for Jesus or because of what Jesus has done for us? I think it goes both ways a little bit. Well, the Bible says that I think heaven... it's I think it's like we have our side to hold up and he has his side to hold up. But that but would... he will always hold up his side so it's but, for us to choose. But that would be if it was a transaction or something like that. But it's not a transaction, it's a gift that he's giving you. Heaven is a gift. So if I was to say to you, here's twenty dollars, it's a free gift, but you have to wash my car to get it. Is that twenty dollars really a gift? Yeah, no, I get, I get what you're saying there. Right. So Jesus dies for us as a gift. He doesn't say, look, you've got to be good enough, pray enough, do this. Instead, it's a gift we receive simply by trusting what he's done for us. So not what we do for him, but what he's done for us. Does that make sense? Yeah, I got you. So then if God Are you a priest you, by chance? Uh, no, I'm not a priest, actually. <laughs> um, I Are just, you a streamer? I do streaming, though, um, and I like sharing the good news of the gospel with people. Are you on YouTube? Yeah, YouTube. I'll, I will. I will definitely. I'll send the lit channel to you in just a moment. I just want to keep asking a few more questions, though, if you don't mind. Yeah, sorry. I was just curious because I was like, I'm getting kind of like just like the I don't know. I was just getting like streamer vibes. I was like, if you have a channel on YouTube or whatever, I'll give you a, a subscription. Awesome, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, so, so go back to that question. Then, if God asked you why should I let you into heaven, what do you say to him? Like I said, just I love Jesus. I uh, that's pointing to you. That's what pointing to what you've done for Him. But we're not saved by what we do for Him. We're saved by like that Jesus died for my sins and that's stuff. Like yeah, that's what I was getting towards. So you I was don't say saying I, I love Him because I, I, he did that. I understand we should right. love Him, but that that plays no part in getting you to heaven. The only right. thing that gets you there is what Jesus did for you on the cross. Does that make sense? Yeah, so definitely. Then, are you going to trust that from today that that's the only reason why you'll go to heaven? Probably. I mean, I can't think. I mean, there might be another reason, but I can't think of it right now. But I mean, I'm not all knowing. But if we think there's another reason, then we're not trusting 100% in what Jesus did to get us to heaven. We're not trusting 50 in him, 50% him, 50% in what we do, which doesn't work. Does that make sense? Right. So, yeah, I get that. So then how sure are you right now out of 100 that you'll go to heaven when you die? I guess 100%. Exactly. Is that what we're working towards? Yeah, because if you're, if you're anything under 100%, you mustn't trust that he took all the all your punishment for you then. Do you see that? Right. I get that. So then does doing good things have any part in getting you into heaven? Perhaps not, but I still think we should. We should do good deeds. They're important, but they play no part in saving us. We just do them as a way of saying thank you to Jesus for what he's done to save us. That's right. Because it's a gift. If I gave you... But like we were saying earlier, I th I'm i pretty sure it's like if if you are knowingly and willingly and choosingly, like you, it's like, I know this is a sin. And like you basically choose to go against God's word. It's like you can believe all that stuff of like Jesus died for our sins. But hasn't but Jesus died the fact that, that you basically sin? you basically chose the devil over Jesus. 
But we do that every time we sin, right? And we choose to sin. Think about lusting. Jesus said if you lust after a woman, you commit adultery with her in your heart. Yeah, I suppose so. But that's a sin still Jesus was able to die for. Now, I'm not saying go ahead and do whatever you want. No way. Uh, you'll have a change of attitude when you trust in Christ. But inevitably, we still will sin at some stage in our life. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely one of my biggest sins I've like committed the most is like premarital sex. And it's like... That's a sin. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but like I, I've realized that it's just like, I don't know, it's not worth like, I don't know, potentially dooming my soul for eternity it's to where it's like at this point, it's like I'll just... I'll just, I, I don't plan on doing anything with anyone for, until I'm married, I don't good. think. Good, good, yeah, because we don't want to, that, that, that greatly offends God when we do that. And yes, if you don't trust in Christ, that sin will send you to hell. But if you don't right. trust that Christ paid for your sin, that sin no longer damns you to hell because Christ paid for it. But it doesn't right. mean, therefore, you want to do it. You now have a greater motivation not to do it. Thankful to right. Jesus. Like if someone saves you from a burning building, are you going to be thankful to that person for what he's done? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely don't want to punch him in the Obviously. face after he saved you. <laughs> yeah. So if Jesus saves you from a burning hell, you're not going to want to go keep on doing the very things that he had to die for, right? Right. And that's what helps you to motivate you to live better and slowly. Yeah, that's an, in, that's an interesting way to think about it for sure. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. Now, let's say you had a friend who said to you, I think I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Would the friend go to heaven or hell? They're probably going to go to hell. Yeah, and why? Um, because they think that it's just, oh, I'm a good person, blah blah blah, and like trusting. That was self. a big, that was a big issue that I had with my ex girlfriend. Mm. It's because she would always be like, oh well, I'm a pretty good person, and blah blah blah. Like I do this, I do that. I try not to do this. I try not to do that. And I'm just mm. like, those things are important, but it's like. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I it's definitely what you were saying you're earlier. It's way yourself. too much about me, 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 I, yeah. I, I. And it's like, you're not saying the right things. Exactly. But let's say you had another friend who said, I think I'm going to heaven because of two reasons. First reason is because Jesus died for me. And the second reason is because I'm a good person. Where would they go? I mean, I think they'd probably go to heaven, but you were saying earlier that they, it needs to just be the one and only reason. Because exactly, now they're trusting 50% in Jesus, 50% in self. So then do they really believe that Jesus died for all of their sins? I guess uh, probably not. But yeah. that's what I mean. If I think that's part of what uh, purgatory is. It's just like some people might not ever think about it that way or realize that. Right. So we're, I don't think it's just like, I don't think when you die, I don't think it's just like, bam, you're in heaven, bam, you're in hell. Just because like you had these, because obviously God's all knowing. He knows what we think. He knows what we believe. Yeah. But like, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody really is like just so good, even in just like believing solely super strongly in the fact that it's like Jesus died for my sins. He loves me and I love Jesus. For like Jesus died for my sins. Yeah. Like I, I, I think example, most though, people are like they need to be talked to a little bit. Sure, they need to hear this message, but but we can be fully. And convinced. a lot of people probably won't get that until after they die, and that's yeah. why I think there's kind of like a middle ground where it's just like God is basically giving you a chance. The only thing is that the Bible never says that God will give people a ch second chance after they die. He he says that 
if you don't trust in Christ while you're still living, you do end up in hell and there's no second chance. Because the whole idea of a purgatory is actually never even found in the Bible at all. Because you can't be half innocent, half guilty. It's only one or the other. I have a, it's a little different topic, but as a fellow Catholic man, I'm definitely interested in what your opinions are on it or whatever on the take or what your take is about it. But um, there's a couple things, I guess. I guess I'll start out. What do you think about what's going on with like basically current events? What do you think that's going, what do you think about what's going on between Taiwan and China and Russia and Ukraine? What's your yeah. opinions about those two I, things? My, my opinion is that we want to aim for peace and not conflict. Right. And I think it's dissatisfaction, discontentment that's probably going on there. I want more land. I want more power or whatever it is. And I think we should pray for peace for both areas and that through these conflicts, the gospel might go out to these people to realize make them realize why they need Jesus. Because a lot of the people in I agree. I think that more so uh, I feel like that more so applies to like China and Russia because they're kind of the ones like but even Russia they're kind of the aggressors of the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But in both situations And that's why I'm wondering like what do you think about what because if China and Russia keep aggressing more and more and more and attacking and pushing in more stuff and possibly even threatening to like use nuclear warfare and stuff and Taiwan and Taiwan and Ukraine, you know, I mean, we shouldn't kill it's wrong, but the, yeah. there's a certain point. I mean, God even says, it's like, if you're protecting your family and your loved ones, like you should protect them. Even if that means you have to, you know, obviously it's the last resort. You don't want to do that. Yeah. But if, like, if they're kind of just uh, being totally attacked and screwed over, how do you think America should respond in terms of like trying to defuse the situation and help the situation? Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that I'm not someone who's in that kind of political power that needs to make those sort of decisions. <laughs> I'll leave that up to others and know that. I, we don't need to be anxious about whatever's going on in the world because God's in control and God will use it all for his glory. But what what I think is so important, first of all, is that we make sure that we're going to heaven and then we go and try and reach out to others to make sure that they're going to heaven too. Because I think the Bible makes clear there is no second chances for anyone after they die. If they haven't heard of the gospel even, they still go to hell because they've still sinned. And that's what motivates us to go and share this message with the world. So so that person, though, so let's go back to my question. That person who thought it was Jesus plus being a good person that gets him to heaven, where would he end up? Wait, I'm sorry, can you repeat so, that? So the friend who said, I'm going to heaven because of Jesus dying for me and because I'm a good person, where would he end up? Based on what you're saying, probably hell. Correct. Now think back at the beginning of this conversation. What did you think was going to get you into heaven? Exactly what you just said. Right. And so it would have been hell if you had died. Right. Do you see that? Right. But if you died right now, where do you think you'd go? Heaven. Yeah. Would you say you're now 100% sure you're going to heaven? I mean, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because if he died for 100% of your sins, you can be. 100%. I mean, there's always that little bit of. I mean, you, I mean, you know, like there's always that little bit of doubt and worry, but it's like. Yeah. But. I, what I just remind you, to, what I encourage you to do is just remind yourself, Jesus will never break a promise. 
And he said, right. if he dies for my sins, all my sins are paid for. What could get me sent to hell if I've got no more punishment left? Right. You see that? Now think about your family and friends, though. If you ask them why they think they'll go to heaven, what do you think their answer would be? I'm not 100% sure. Probably their good deeds. I don't know. Right? Like my dad is an altar boy, for example. For example so like... Yeah. I mean, he'd probably say because the, because he believes in Christ and believes that he died for sins. Check though, definitely check because you don't want. Yeah, I should. Um, because your chances are he might say, "Because oh, I pray, I go to the priest, I'm a good person, I do this, this, this." So he's trusting in himself if he says any of those things. Right. Um, yeah, that so. makes sense. Yeah. Now, do you read your Bible much yourself? Honestly, I don't even have one right now. Okay. But definitely. I you should get That's the thing. A couple, a couple weeks ago, I was actually like, I was thinking like I should get a Bible because like I read the entire Bible like with my family when I was a kid. Okay. And I was just like a couple weeks ago, I was thinking I was like, man, like I should read the Bible again just because I mean you know it's like over time it's just like you might hold me, you might still remember some things, but unless we, you we just forget keep things a lot, yeah, it's like you gotta keep just reading it over again because there's certain things that either you forgot. You can download a Bible on your phone. So if you don't have a physical one, you can download one and then you can read it anytime you got your phone on you. And uh, this is the app I use to read the Bible. It's called ESV Bible in the App Store. Okay. Um, and where I'd encourage you where you should start, start in the book of John. That's in the New Testament. It'll just give you a really good introduction to the life of Jesus, what he said and what he did. Right. Now, how often do you think you should read the Bible? Um, I mean, obviously the ideal answer is every day. Yeah, you eat food every day, don't you? Every single day without fail. And so yeah. If you have your physical actually, food you know, every day. You don't? Actually, no. I mean, for example, yesterday I didn't eat all day. <laughs> I went from like, uh, yeah, I went from, because, I mean, it's technically Sunday, I guess, depending on where time is, but like, I'm still, I haven't slept yet, so I'm still on Saturday. Hmm. But anyways, yeah. yeah, I didn't eat from like I think it was like nine or ten o'clock on Thursday until like I think it was like five or six o'clock today PM for both of them. Yeah, but during that time you would have drank water though, wouldn't you? Yeah, I drank water obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing is that we would we need to have our the living water every day, spiritual food. It's it's our Bible reading. So maybe you could right. say to yourself, no Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed. Get into the habit of doing that. That is that's gonna... catchy. Yeah, it is catchy. No Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed, yo. <laughs> no, no book, no bacon. All right, and that will get. I have to say, even in the years when I was like a bad Catholic and kind of fell off the, kind of just fell off the road, fell off the path. Yeah. I have to say, I did at least still practice uh, Lent. It's like I wouldn't eat meat on Fridays. Okay, because even that, did you know, that's not even a command in the Bible. Did you know that? Really? It's not even a command in the Bible at all. So you can eat, you can actually eat meat on Fridays. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably stick to it still, but okay. it's yeah, interesting yeah. if it's not actually blatantly in the Bible. Yeah. Part of the thing I'm looking up a couple of weeks ago is because there's like, you know, a ton of different Bible translations. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking up like which one to get, but I mean... This is a good one. I like the ESV, English Standard Version, just because it's literal translation, right. and it's also very readable and understandable. 
Yeah, there's like, I was probably going to get, I think it was like four different ones that I was going to get. Because okay. like some of them are, some of them are like very like literal meaning word for word. Yeah. In terms of, I mean, it, I think that's a great way to read it and take it in. Yeah. Because it's like the most, it's the most direct and accurate. Now, uh, let me ask you, let me ask you this. Does, some, does somebody have to get baptized to go to heaven? Probably not. I mean, I think you should be baptized, but I don't think so. Yeah, Yeah, probably not. Does someone have to ask for forgiveness to go to heaven? Uh, possibly, but probably like based off what you've said, probably no. The answer is no, because we're not saved by what we do, but by what Christ has done for us, right? Right. Which means, is there a need to go to the priest and confess your sins to him? No. No, exactly. Because that would imply that we don't think it's already forgiven by Jesus when he died. That was like, that's one thing that like, I don't think my parents and I see totally eye to eye on is because like, they're big on like going to church every Sunday and everything. And they're like, you need to make sure you're going to church every Sunday. And like, I think it's, yeah, it's probably a good thing to go to church. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have good memories of going to church when I was younger. I mean, obviously like there's some days or weekends, especially when you're a kid and your parents are dragging you along there. You know, there's some days where it's just like, ah. (laughs) i don't want to go like i just want to sleep right now like i had school all week i have school tomorrow like i don't want to go but like and for the most part i have good memories of it and i would encourage you definitely to go to a good church one that teaches that we're saved not by what we do for god but what he's done for us because a lot of churches be like oh you gotta do this sacrament that sacrament to get your forgiveness and that's not what the bible teaches but like that's what i was getting at basically it's like my parents think that it's like extremely important like you have to go like frequent like maybe not every single week but you know need to go very frequently and i'm just i mean i've told them like it's like you don't need to go to church to have a relationship with god or to believe in god i mean you could like we say god's everywhere right because that's a tradition that that's in like in um in the catholic system they say if you miss even one week of church that's like a mortal sin that makes you like lose your salvation but that's not right. what the Bible teaches. The Bible never says if you miss no. it, you lose your salvation, because that would mean your salvation depended upon yourself and not Jesus, which is which is not the case. It's based on Jesus. And right. So my recommendation then is find a good Bible believing church. If we, if you know that, for under the Catholic system, they say it's based on have to go to church every week or you have to do sacraments or the, go to the priest to be forgiven, and you know that's not what the Bible teaches. Go to a church and that teaches that it's what Jesus did that saves. Yeah, I mean, you can pray anywhere. You can think about, like, God and Jesus anywhere. You That's can, true. I mean, yeah, I don't think that, uh, I think it's good to go to church and we should, but I don't yeah. think it's, like, a requirement, like, you have to. Right. The, and that's definitely something I don't see totally eye to eye with my parents. This verse in the Bible, Hebrews ten twenty five says, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see that say see the day drawing near. So that's the purpose of church, is actually gathering together to have fellowship and, and hear God's word being preached. Which oftentimes in the in the Catholic system, you go there just for yourself. You don't really chat to anyone. It's just you're going in no one talks to each other. You go and do your Eucharist and the other sacraments and then you go home. When that's not the purpose of church, it's actually as like a gathering together to encourage one another, sing songs and worship of God. And it's a joyful thing, not a chore. I have thing, like three or four more questions for you. Okay, because I have to like go to in just a second. Is it relevant? Is it related to what I've been talking about or is it on other topics? 
it's like i mean it's similar but it's not like the exact thing what i'll do because i have to go in a sec because I, I am streaming what i'll do i'll send i'll give you the youtube username which is needgo.net okay. um so yeah am i gonna make it on there yeah man well this stream itself we're, we're, we're live streaming right now man so oh solid so nice yeah, do, do check it out and say hi to the people in the live chat there what's up live chat make <laughs> sure you like the video and subscribe yeah awesome <laughs> that was so good my name's ryan what's your name i'm randy it's nice to meet you ryan you too so just remind me randy what is the reason why god can let you into heaven even though you deserve hell because jesus died for our sins got it so good man hold on to that truth and definitely get into your bible daily to help you to grow in your faith okay yes sir it's fun uh this is i mean i've watched plenty of live streams and commented but i've never been on one so it's a fun first time awesome man well god bless that you, everyone make sure you like and subscribe appreciate it <laughs> see you Randy. Yes, sir. have a great night uh that was a good chat there awesome chat there with randy let's pray for him heavenly father thanks thank you so much for that chat with randy i do pray that he would be trusting in the lord jesus christ to pay for his sin from now on and uh yeah allowing me to have that chat with him help him to get into the scriptures daily and to find a good local church to help him to grow in jesus name amen Loved by God and called as a saint, my heart is satisfied. Yes, amen. What an amazing mystery it is. Okay, we are going to get into, I think, a Bible trivia kahoot. Yes, have you done what Randy said? Make sure you like and subscribe if you haven't already. <laughs> That's so good. Yes, and Randy made a comment in the chat. He said, told you guys I'd subscribe. Awesome. Good on you, dude. That was a great chat with you. Really awesome. Okay, so... Who could we get to host our Kahoot today? Assume Beck's got that all sorted. But we're going to do some Bible trivia with you guys now. So if you want to open up your web browser, you can go to kahoot.it. And who's hosting that today, Beck? I'm hosting it. Okay. Here we go. I'll give you a game code in just a sec. Share the screen. And which one are we going to do? We're going to do maybe Treasure Trove. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Can you hear the sound? All right, this is the game pin, everyone. You can see it on the screen. Let me copy it as well, and I'll put it into the chat. There it is. The pin is in the chat. Yes, Christ is king indeed. All right, so yeah, everyone join this Kahoot game. It's going to be 10, uh, actually, this is going to be a Bible trivia in the form of you get to answer some questions and then you got to collect some jewels to kind of get into your stash. It'll be a bit of fun. So join in.
Benny said, George and Randy were amazing. Yeah, they were some good conversations. Uh, Nicholas said, is there any, is there a question time? Well, if you, yeah, we do question time. We have done already some today. If you've got any more, you can bring them back tomorrow. Or, rant, or Nicholas, if you've got one question you want me to answer, you could put that in the chat for now. I'll try and answer it. But otherwise, we do another question time tomorrow in tomorrow's stream. Okay, join in. We've got Josh here. We've got Hutto. We've got Grand Snail. We've got Mizell. Jesus loves you, Kate, Summer, Destiny, Noah. Nicholas Sylvester. Carlos, Alfie, Nathan, Iris. Hey, good to see you, Iris. Welcome back. Alas, good to have you here. Senor Juan, Reborn, Tired Boy, Andrew, Alan, Connor, and Harmony. Nice. I wonder what Abraham is. Where's Abraham's username? Mm. Okay, we've got Aiden and Peter. Nice. Join in. We got Ryan Yo and Strider. We're going to start in just a moment. Feel free to join now if you haven't yet. This is the instructions. So you got to answer three questions correctly to answer to collect treasure for your trove. So you answer three questions correctly, then it'll bring you to this game thing where you got to select the jewels and collect as many treasures as you can as it flies by. But make sure you don't collect the trash, so like the empty cans, the skull bones, or things like that. Don't collect those. Only collect the jewels, the diamonds, and things like that. Let's start. You can join in any time if you haven't, but let's begin. All right, let's go, go, go. So what's happening is that people, if you're if you're just spectating, you may be going, what's happening? People are answering questions on their own screen right now, and then they'll you'll start seeing them collect jewels in just a moment. For those who aren't actually playing, let me read out some of these questions, and you can try and answer them in your own mind. Okay, so how many books are in the Bible? How many books are in the Bible? Next one. What commandment says you shall not lie? What city was Jesus born in? Now, if you're like, oh, they're tricky ones. Well, for the people answering questions in the game, they would be having multiple choice. So there's some multiple choice answers there. Let's just look at the scoreboard first. So there's four minutes to go, and Hado's in the lead, Nathan's second, Senor Kwan's third, Connor's in fourth, and Miss Harmony is in fifth position. But with this game, the scoreboard can change just like that. Look at that. Strider's just zoomed up into top spot. Kate's come up. Harmony's come up there as well. Uh, yeah, so things can change very, very quickly with this game. It's a fun one. Let me ask a couple more of your questions for those who aren't playing this game. Um, what's the last book of the Bible? And who was it that slayed a giant with a sling and a stone? Very famous person. Who were Lazarus's sisters? What were their names? The double M's, you might say, eh? M and M. <laughs> okay, Hado's still in the lead. Connor, second. Harmony, third. Sad face, fourth. But... Nicholas, good job climbing into third spot just there. 
Sylvester's coming on the scoreboard. Strider. It's anyone's game. Okay, another question is, what was Jesus doing during the storm on the boat? Remember that? And they had to wake him up. Uh, you've got another question. Who was the only woman judge in the book of Judges? Which disciple did Jesus call out to walk on water? Interesting trivia questions here. I'm not giving the answers. The reason I'm not giving the answers is so you can think about it, but also because I don't want to give it away for those who are playing the game right now. Let's take another update of the scoreboard. Two minutes to go, only two minutes, and this is where the, the scoreboard is going to be changing quite dramatically because as the game goes on, the, the treasures that you collect are worth more points. And you'll see that like Harmony's already at 12,000. Hado's now 13,000. Senor Kwan is in the lead. We got we got Ryan. We got Tired there. We got others. Yeah, so people are collecting coins very rapidly. So it's a stiff competition in the final seconds of this game. Almost a strategy for this game. I'll give you a hint if you're playing. Strategy is... If you can time the collecting of the last set of jewels that you do for like the last 10 seconds or so, or last 20 seconds of the game, you're going to collect the most amount of points. That's a strategy. Alfie. Alfie's in the top five. So do you want me to answer the question? So the answer to those questions I asked before. So how many books in the Bible? The answer was 66. What commandment is do not lie? It's the ninth commandment. Where was Jesus born? That would be in Bethlehem. Last book of the Bible, what was that? That was Revelation. Who slayed the giant? That was David. Who were Lazarus' sisters? Mary and Martha. Who was the only woman judge in the book of Judges? That was Deborah. What was Jesus doing on the storm during the storm in the boat? He was fast asleep on a cushion. And which disciple walked on water? That was Peter. All right, let's go back to the scoreboard. And now we can see Huddo's in the lead. 15 seconds to go. Now, this is the final moments of the game. 10 seconds. Connor's in second. Senor Kwan just snuck into the lead. Whoa. Strider's in fourth. Mizial's in fifth. Five seconds to go. Strider just went into second spot. But has Senor Kwan got the lead? He does. Well done, Senor Kwan. All right, Huddo came in third place. Well done, Hudson. With the headphones there. Strider's in second. Good job. Senor Juan with 6,000 points in the lead. Came in first. Nice sunnies there, man. Connor's in fourth. Well done, Connor. And Alfie came in to fifth place. Ooh, that was big change. Yeah, racehorse commentator, hey? <laughs> oh, that was great. Good fun. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that Bible trivia. We do those Kahoot games to test your knowledge, but also to help you grow in your knowledge. So even if you got anything wrong, now you know the right answer for next time. But yes, Grand Snail said he almost made it to the top five. Well done. That is a lot of fun. <laughs> it's funny. Arlas says, the one time I get questions right, I lose because I couldn't catch the jewels. <laughs> Alfie said, you sound like an auction announcer. 
good stuff good stuff that was great fun um playing that uh just quickly andrew's asked if god's all-knowing how how come he regretted making man that's not saying that god didn't know that they were sinning they were gonna sin he did he knows everything it just means that they did a whole lot of wickedness that made him grieve in making them so it's not showing a lack of knowledge in god it's showing how evil the actions of people were all right friends when are we on again to tomorrow we are on tomorrow at 7 p.m eastern so that's 6 p.m central 4 p.m pacific time or 9 a.m australian eastern standard time so we look forward to seeing you then uh, we're going to have bible trivia kahoot segments in fact a new song of the week which we should get someone to sing um let, this week's song just to get so it's, so it's in your memory in fact let me get my ukulele i'll sing it for you guys and then we'll do the outro question how you guys doing with the segment songs that we've been doing let me sing the this one's this week's song for you it's ephesians 1 verses 13 and 14 in him you also when you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation and believed in him was sealed with the promised holy spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory ephesians 1 verses 13 and 14. yes that is the song of the week how are you guys doing with that we're going to be singing them tomorrow including a new song that beck has got for us which i'm very excited about so make sure you come back for that let's do today's outro question <laughs> And if you guys haven't joined the Discord server, please do, in, do come along to that. The invite link for the Discord is in the chat. All right. Anyone got an outro question for today? Actually, I think there was one submitted by Arlas. Let's do Arlas's um, viewer outro question. You ready for this? His question is, what's your favorite fruit? What is your favorite fruit? Let us know in the YouTube chat, and we're going to get the team to give us their answers as well as they say goodbye to you now for myself i would either say a mango or lychee it's a goodbye from ryan see you later from paul you know i'm really big on having no admin so i'm gonna go the grapes no admin required see you from abraham i'm gonna go with watermelon See you from Hudson. I think I like strawberries. See you from Isaac. Um, I don't have a favorite fruit because fruit makes me itch. I don't know why it makes me itch, but fruit makes me itch. See you later from Angel. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Did you want to say something, Isaac? Go ahead. Okay, sorry. It is a see you later from Angel who just got out of his chat. A see you later from Carissa. 
fruit is amazing. So I'm not sure if I could pick a favorite one, but if I had to, it might just have to be strawberries. Go next, Angel. What's your favorite fruit? Oh, my favorite fruit. Um, probably like strawberry or raspberries. Yeah, one of those two. But those are really cool. So buy from Angel. <laughs> Lord Bullen, we'll see you tomorrow from <clears throat> Glenn, Ruben, Nathaniel, Nathaniel, Jake, Santiago, Julia, Beaver, Daxton. I think I spelled his name right. Noah and Montery, whoever else served today. Praise the Lord for more laborers. Uh, join team training. I would say I cannot decide on a favorite. Fruit is amazing. Um, but if I had to pick three, I'll pick blueberries, figs, and watermelon. That's so cool. We had 18 people on the team today having Amigo Chats. That's epic. We'd love for you guys to join in. Make sure you do sign up for training. In the chat, it looks like watermelon was pretty popular. Mango was popular. But there wasn't a clear winner. It was a whole lot of different fruits. It just shows God's very design in creation. God is very kind to us, isn't he? I'm going to see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Between now and tomorrow, go and serve your king.